Hello and welcome to Famicast 64. This is your studio episode for September, beginning of September. I am not Danny Bivens, I'm James Shelton, because uh, Danny Bivens is dead and I took his soul. Actually, no, <laughs> he, is, he is actually here. Say hi, Danny. Hey, what's up? Yeah, Danny's here, but he's kind of on uh, the death's door, so to speak. Finish him! <laughs> yes. Ty will be finishing him later on this evening. Uh, that's Ty, Mr. Cat Drugs himself. Yeah, boy! Um, stay tuned for his fatality. Oh, but it's not actually a video episode, so you won't be able to see it. And uh, rounding up the cast, we've got Mr. Cyrus Delaney. Yo, I totally didn't forget this podcast is recording tonight. Well, you forgot last last month, didn't no, you? No, no, no. I, I was well aware it was, it was on that time. I just chose not to be here. <laughs> so fired. <laughs> yes, so um, we've got a special episode for you today because <laughs> it's a very tenuous reason to talk about it, but it's episode 64, so why the hell not talk about the uh, the GameCube? No. <laughs> uh, Nintendo 64, of course. So, a yeah, good a console for a change. <laughs> Yes, it's a console that Ty likes, so yeah, stick around for some uh, positive talk on that uh, near the end of the show. But as always, we're going to start off with some new business, so stick around. Okay, uh, so while uh, Danny is still conscious, uh, we'll start with you, dude. Uh, with you, dude. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, you know, last month when I was with Ty, uh, we talked a little. Well, I talked a little bit about uh, Yoshi's Woolly World on the Wii U, and uh, since then I've actually beat the game. And um, yeah, I have kind of my opinion of the game kind of changed over time because whenever you first start out with the game, everything's pretty easy. A lot of like the the places where a lot of the uh, like little balls of yarn or hiding and like gems and stuff like that. It's all pretty simple. It's not really that complicated at first, like in the first world or so. But as you keep going on in the game, it actually gets to the point where it's a little bit hard, believe it or not. What? And, um, yeah, I mean, don't let the, the cute aesthetic, you know, the, trick you. the balls of yarn, those are the kind of the, uh, the kind of the power stars or whatever. They kind of unlock stuff. Yeah, they if you there are five I think in each level, and if you collect and find all five of them, you unlock like a new version of Yoshi, like right, right. Uh, camouflage Yoshi. Do dog they actually Yoshi. play differently? Or no, it's a, they look, play okay. exactly the same. Okay. <laughs> so gotcha. But you know, actually, another thing I was kind of having fun with too is because you know, as you guys are probably well aware, that uh, Yoshi's Woolly World has full amiibo support. So I have, you know, a healthy you amount have, of... You have full Amiibo support. <laughs> I, I have a healthy amount of Amiibos, so I scan them all into the game, and it's kind of cool because uh, you get, like, a little representation of that character in, like, a wool Yoshi form. So, I mean, a lot of the stuff they're showing at first is, you know, Mario, Wooly Yoshi. But, you know, you get cool ones. Like, I, I scan in my Shulk, and there's a Shulk Yoshi, and uh, <laughs> Mega Man Yoshi, Wii Fit Trainer Yoshi. What happens when like you that. put Yoshi in? I don't know. Well, okay, I have the Yarn Yoshi, and it's just, you know... I think I the did. regular Yoshi un- unlocks, like, a regular-looking Yoshi, like, non-wool-looking Yoshi. I have no idea. Um, yeah, I think I've seen that, yeah. Okay, because it specifically says, like, basically what the amiibo's name is above it like when you go into this little special hut to choose uh the amiibo or the uh character you want to play if you want to what do and, the um, splatoon amiibos do 
Well, I don't know. They're still in the package. So. <laughs> Once you <laughs> swipe a, an amiibo in it, does it like permanently unlock, or do you need to swipe an amiibo every time you want to use that costume? Permanently stays in there, oh, so that's cool. really nice. Because I, I kind of thought that at first, and I was like, oh, man, that's stupid. But then I just went back to the little amiibo area, and there they all were. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And, um, I was, but if, I was, you, if you want that support character, you have to tag it every time, right? Yeah, basically. And I, I did that, I think, the first day I played, which was like back in July. And I was like, eh, don't really need this. So I, I've been basically playing through the game just, you know, just like that. And um, one other kind of interesting thing that they do in the game to make it so it's a little bit easier for players if, if they start to get overwhelmed, there are little badges that you can use in the stages. And uh, these can do a lot of different things. Like, for example, they can make you not uh, get injured by, like, fire or, you know, stuff like that. So if you want to, you know, kind of be a cheater, <laughs> you can do that. But If it was I, an iOS game, they'd be three ninety nine each. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But thank God it's not like that. So, But, you know, that option's there. But I, I just went through the game without using any of that stuff just because I wanted to, you know, get a bit of a challenge. And, uh, yeah, like I said, there, there are some really tricky stages later on in the game that are, I mean, it's fun and it's fair. And when you finally figure it out or when you finally get through it, you're like, oh, okay, I feel good about this. So, Cool. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you give, what do you give it out of 10? Uh, I'd probably give it at least like maybe 8.5. It's a pretty cool game. Um, there you go. There's your box quote. It's a pretty, <laughs> it's a pretty cool, cool kind of game. Um, 8.5. <laughs> Danny Bivens. <laughs> yep. Cool. So. Well, I'm definitely, yeah, I'm definitely get around to picking it up. Um, are you going to pick up the, the mega Yosh? I mean, the, as, as the freaking like life-size Yoshi amiibo that they recently announced. As cool as that thing is, I don't really feel like it's necessary to spend like <laughs> of course 40 it's not necessary. Bucks. No amiibos are necessary. It's a bargain though. It's only twice the price of the actual game. That's... <laughs> <laughs> is it like 60 American dollars? Yeah, no, it's some nuts I, value, whatever it is. Or 40 American dollars. I thought it was about maybe. 40. But I mean still, that's a $40 I wonder what that is in, Jap- in Japan. I, I could have, Do you I, know the price? I looked at it, but I totally forgot. I think it's maybe around the same. Maybe a little bit more. 5,000? Maybe four or 5,000, something like that. That's ridiculous. See, just get a freaking other game. See, the fact that you're discussing <laughs> the price about this shows you are not true Amiibo fans. If you were a true <laughs> yeah. Amiibo fan, you would think of anything except the price of what you're paying for all of these figures. You just see the word new Amiibo and you get it. You're like, functionality? I mean, my God, this can do the same exact thing my other Yarn Amiibo can do. So it doesn't even unlock like a Mega Yosh yeah, in the game? That's what's so, like, it's... It's just so disappointing with it. I was never going to buy it anyway. I don't have any of the Yard Yoshis, but give it some in, right? thing, yeah. Because I assume the NFC chip in it will distinguish between a Yard Yoshi and a Mega Yard Yoshi, because it's just like one value they have to add. Yeah, but I mean, right. like what they say, even with the Yard Yoshis, whenever you scan them in, it's like, oh, this is the blue one. Like, yeah, oh, so they the can easily one. tell the difference between them. So hopefully, the Mega one is not just green Yoshi. Yeah. yeah, and then there'll be the mega blue Yosh and the mega <laughs> pink Yosh. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's ridiculous. So yeah, good times. And not much longer for Americans to wait, right? Is it, yep. is it October? Yep, coming out in October, so you yep. guys don't have that long to wait for that. After cool. the previous obnoxious long wait they've already had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least they'll get the mega Yosh very soon after the game comes out. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> no, no, I'm not sure if that's a good re- good on, re- reason or not, but 
Oh, that's something. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, Danny, did you pick up Mario Maker or not? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I took the plunge earlier <laughs> last week. I um, just put my order down on Amazon, Chip JP, and uh, it came on launch day. And um, yeah, I I, had, I haven't had a lot of time to play around with it. I've been a little bit busy, but you know, I, I've created a few really crappy stages. <laughs> and um, <laughs> of course, you have. You know, and. It, with it, you're kind of limited at first with the pieces and stuff that you have, which you know they really kind of alleviated the initial concerns a lot of people. Right, had at right, first. right. So you don't wait days; it's now minutes. It's minutes, or it's, I think it's right. based on maybe how many like assets that you use in it, when you're creating stuff. You unlock okay. more stuff. So if you but, use everything, then you get more stuff. Basically, okay. so and um, but a lot of the, most of my time that I spent kind of just playing around because I, I I love you know old school Mario games as I'm sure many of the listeners out there do as well. And, um, I was just kind of going through the online uh, stages that have been uploaded and stuff that, you know, we've kind of been hearing about from reviewers and people that have had the hands on with the game for like the past couple of weeks. So I've been trying out several of the stages, like for example, everybody out there has probably tried this now, but, uh, don't touch the shrooms. There's a, <laughs> it's, you know, I'll just give the basic thing. You're just trying to avoid touching a shitload of mushrooms that are, uh, kind of scattered throughout this stage and because if you get it then right. you basically can't complete the level because so. you're big and then you can't fit through the small space no, that, exactly. that's really clever it's yeah it's really fantastic so um then there were some other ones i started going through like looking at i, I filtered it through hard levels and you know i beat <laughs> a few of them that weren't really that hard i mean they were like really well done and stuff but i was like do okay think, do you think they judged hard by the the death ratio death percentage I think it's judged hard by the completion percentage. How many yeah, people? Yeah, can yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like okay. completion to deaths or whatever. I think so. I think that's to non-completion. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's some really difficult stages in there that if you consider yourself a Mario master, think again and try some of these things because there's some really crazy creative stuff out there. So. Yeah, I've already got some ideas for some very trolly levels. Can't wait for it. Yeah, I, I ordered mine, and <laughs> but unfortunately. Even though it came out, I think, a day later in Europe and America, mm -hmm. mine actually has to come from Europe. So right. it takes at least five days to get here. So yeah, <laughs> maybe by the time this episode goes live, it might have arrived or not. Okay. Yeah, I, I almost picked this up too, but I decided I probably wouldn't get much play out of it at the moment. So I left it on the sure. shelf, but it definitely looks very, very cool. Right. Ty, any interest? No. Please tell me. No. What? <laughs> Even just to play the balls hard levels, that yeah, I, I do want to play them, but uh, I'm not going to spend six thousand yen or whatever it is. Uh, Fifty-two. Yeah. <laughs> just buy two less Killer Instinct amiibos. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. You got the whole set now, right? There's no coming back from that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No. When those Killer Instinct little figurines do come out, that's that's Ty's gaming budget gone for a few years. Well, speaking of amiibo, I, I did kind of screw around with amiibo support in the game, and you know, as you know, basically every amiibo that's been released can be used in Mario Maker, which is really cool. So I've been kind of just scanning in different characters that I have. Like I scanned in Mega Man, I scanned in a, a little Mac, and just kind of made yeah. some little simple stages and just to show my friends when they came over and I showed them the game and stuff. And it's like it's really, it's really cool, and I'm I, I'm really kind of happy that they put this stuff in the game. So it's it's a good nod and good use of the amiibo, I think. It is a little shame that it's restricted to the 8-bit 
you know, original Super Mario Brothers levels yeah. style. Right. Because, um, you know, some of the characters are not even freaking originally 8-bit, you know, like yeah. Fit Trainer or right. the Splatoon ones. It would have been nice to see, you know, the modern versions of those, right. or at least 16-bit. I mean, it's possible that they could do some kind of an update in the future to, you know, remedy that problem. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll I, I really hope they do. The way I was rationalizing it is that it's a lot easier to squeeze characters down to all fit the same shape as an 8-bit character. As opposed to, like, a Wii Fit Trainer is really tall and skinny compared to Mario in modern views. So Well, in, in Smash Brothers, they do a pretty good job. But they're all, they're all to- pretty much... They're kind of the same size, but they all have totally different hitboxes, and it doesn't matter as much in a fighting game. But in a platformer, they all kind of have yeah. to be the exact same size. For it. Right. I guess it's width is more than height, though, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it they're, to be, yeah, they're basically as tall as, like, a little Mario, so... I thought that was kind of disappointing because it's like you get like a mushroom basically is how you get it. And then, you know, if you get hit, then you just lose the suit. But you can basically go through the little tiny, you know, cracks that only usually little Mario would go through. Yeah. But now you have like an extra, you know, barrier for you. Right. You're, there's no two states, right? It's just you're always small, but you're either two hit small or one hit small. Right. 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 Yeah, definitely looks cool. Yeah, and I can't wait to play that game. I, lo- I love the touch they did with the Splatoon amiibo that when uh they're like they're kids when they're on land but when they go underwater they turn into the yeah into yeah, the yeah, little yeah. squid That's form brilliant. that is brilliant that exactly and uh yeah i've i've seen some levels which are just like you know less than three percent completion completion ratio mm-hmm. just like unbelievably hard um but yeah you have to complete the level for, for it to be uploaded right so right it can be done yes it's got to get good yep Yep, yep. Just put a secret entrance in that no one could possibly see except you. So you can walk <laughs> yeah. through the level easily without touching anything. <laughs> People are just frantically searching the whole level for it. Yeah. There you go. You've just given away your only ideas, Iris. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> that was your unique idea gone. Cool. Yeah. So yep. uh, is that it, Danny? That's it. Awesome. Uh, looking forward to hearing more about Mario Maker over the next uh, few months. Yep. Yeah, so we'll move on to the next dude. Okay, so I'll go next, and there's only one game that I've been playing uh, for a total of 40 hours. I've recently looked at my uh, play clock on that. That's it? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, 40 hours, yeah. Um, So, yes. um, Well, there was the week where I was in England, right? So, there was a whole week where I didn't get to play it. (laughs) But yeah, Splatoon, of course, yeah. I've been, you know, racing towards the the level 20, which I just got a couple of days ago. I think I'm at 21, almost 22 now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like how the level uh, leveling up changes after 20. Um, it's no longer, you know, before it was like the points and the coins were kind of the same. But after 20, you know, you, the points, uh, the coins that you get uh, for painting whatever you get and you can buy stuff with that. But to level up, it's kind of like a win. Uh, the <laughs> How can I explain it? You get like two points for winning, and but you also get points for like how much you've painted. Mm-hmm. And in the ranked matches, you get like 10 points for winning. And, but you still get two points if you painted a certain amount. Oh, yeah. Sorry, no. 
I tell a lie. The the rank matches is not how much you paint; it's how many minutes you stay alive. Oh, that's oh. cool. I like that. So if you if you stay alive for a minute, you get uh, two points. Okay. Uh, or is it a point? One point or two points? So basically, you can still get points even if you lose in ranked, which is much better than you know levels one to twenty where you yep. got. You know, James, I think I had mentioned something like this back in August, and maybe I think I just misunderstood whatever. Because <laughs> yeah. I said, because I was past level 20 after that update, I said, dude, doesn't it seem like the, the, the upgrade thing's different? And I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It is. So that's so what it is. Yeah. I'm not crazy. So it's post level 20. It totally changes the, the rules. And apparently, every five levels after 20, you get like, uh, you unlock some new item if you okay. go and talk to uh, Judd the Cat. Mm hmm. Which is pretty cool. So looking forward to that. So yeah, I I shot through level twenty one like really quickly just by playing. You know, I don't know, maybe four or five ranked matches. You said you heavily play ranked compared to uh, regular turf wars, though, don't you? Um, I do like ranked because it forces me to get good. Um, I'm like proud. I'm really proud. <laughs> <laughs> the like with the turf war, it's kind of like I don't know. I feel like I'm using the same strategies and the same guns over and over um and people also kind of using the same strategies against you and it kind of gets a bit boring after a while i mean i I do like playing turf as a kind of a break but if i can i like to try and get good at, uh, at ranked and mm -hmm. so you can you really have to be careful about the guns that you use on the levels that you use because you know something that i've very recently started using is the recon feature mm -hmm. uh where most people overlook it, but if you, before you go into the rank matches, um, if you press Y, you can actually go to an empty level, and you can see where, like, you can see what game mode it is, like if it's Rainmaker or the the zones or the um, the tower one, and you can you know find out where the the targets are and um, you know just scout out the level because the levels do change in ranked. Then if you knew this, they're actually newer platforms. And there are things that are connected that are not connected in Turf Wars. I did not notice that. Wow. There's like, you know, there's more things to hide behind. And there's also things that, you know, you can't paint um, that are not in the Turf Wars. Like, you know, they put those kind of balloon looking, I don't know how to explain it, like a... Like a oh, the big, like, head, yeah. It's, mm -hmm. The big waterproof plastic. Things, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's more of those around. So th there's actually new routes you can take. Um, like you can go over the top of places that you couldn't before or go around the side like hidden so it's a good idea to kind of memorize where those are and because if you learn those then you can spring up behind people and you know kill before they even know what's happened um, <clears throat> so yeah if you use the recon feature you can uh, you know you know what game mode it is and you know the level and you can choose a gun for that because you know there's some levels where like using sniper rifles is just useless because it's um there's too many things in the way or there's not very many high vantage points or whatever so it's best to you know get a more rapid fire i recently started like using the the zapper the nes zapper mm -hmm. the um i think it's the 89 is, the, i think uh, orange one or the gray one the orange one okay because that's got the um sprinkler and mm -hmm. uh, so if you use if you've got like uh the zones one the the splat zones one. Oh yeah, is sprinkler is amazing. In captures those. the, capture the air. Yeah, just put the sprinklers down, and that can, uh, you know, help get the paint on there really quick. While you capturing the other zone, and if you've got a good team, then you know you can uh, keep people back and 
you know, you can win very, very quickly if you do that. Um, <laughs> it was funny, actually, uh, this weekend, uh, this uh, Saturday, Sunday, the uh, 12th and 13th, is actually the Japanese Splatfest. Mm. <clears throat> um, Cyrus, do you know what the top the, the theme is? I've totally forgotten. It was... Was it was it was art versus science or was that America? Was it ants versus grasshoppers? <laughs> I'm serious. I honestly, you, you could be right. I think there was well, the I mean, three. There was the art versus science for America. There was tidiness versus cleanliness for uh, the UK. No, no, no. The EU is um, tidy room versus messy. Yeah, room. that's the one. And so maybe yeah, maybe it was ants versus grasshoppers in Japan. <laughs> Team Grasshoppers, 100%, <laughs> by the way. Oh, really? Oh, they haven't finished yet, though. Oh, right? no, just for me, personally, and everyone's opinion should be the same. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yes, the, the, the Japanese uh, Splatfest is going on right now. Yes. Um, and I, it was really weird. I, I wasn't aware of that. I thought it was next week, because that's when the EU one is. Uh, and there was nobody... There were no Japanese players. I was like, where the hell are all the Japanese players? There's all these like English and European sounding names. And there wasn't a single Japanese person. And it was the day that Mario Maker came out. And I was like, Jesus Christ, is Mario Maker that popular in Japan that everyone's just like dropped <laughs> Splatoon on the day? Um, but yeah, it turns out that the IP, IP block um, during Splatfests. Ah, I never yeah. thought that. Um, that makes logical sense. They would have to, but uh, yes. that's pretty cool. So all the Japanese people are just shipped off to the, uh, you know, to a server, a separate server, while they're enjoying the Splatfest, and everyone else is on, you know, playing each other. So just Americans and Europeans. <clears throat> so <laughs> it was pretty crazy. I just, I, I just thought it was some kind of, you know, like racial profiling. It's like Jesus Christ, all Japanese people just love Mario more than Splatoon or something. Yes. Like, <laughs> but no. Yeah. So I actually because of that, I could like. I was like plowing through people in ranked because there were no Japanese people playing. It was crazy. Like I don't know. It just it just felt a lot easier to win. <laughs> it was like you that know, we're all is kind of racial like... profiling. Yeah, yeah. But oh man, what else could exp- there were some pretty racist scrub quotes up about Splatoon. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, there was that. Mm, yeah, I saw that being picked up by a few places. Like people. Um, well, yeah, I'm not going to repeat what they said. But all those um, Japanese players are too good. Something ought to be done. Yes. Wow. No, well, I was thinking of much worse things. Yeah, than that. Anyway, they were um, much worse than that. Yes. Oh, isn't it the Manzai comedy thing? Yeah, the, maybe that's what it the is. The straight man versus the funny man. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a pretty interesting one. That's a cool one. I like that. Bokke versus Tsukomi. Yeah. Um, I saw that. Which is, yeah. That's like the foundation think... of virtually all Japanese comedy. It's right. Yeah. The one funny I, I man. Know, have we talked about this? Man. Have we talked about Manzai comedy before? Kind of. I, I feel yeah, like I think we we've, we've definitely ago. touched on it. I, even on one of the ones I've been on, I think we've mentioned it very briefly. Basically, stand-up comedy is like always two guys. You know, one is the idiot, and one's the you know the straight guy, and he hits him on the head when he says something stupid, and everyone laughs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, Splatfests are amazing, by the way. They they always happen at night in the in-game uh, world. It happens yeah. at night, 
and you know all the lights you know you got the floodlights and you, it's a whole different atmosphere it feels very very cool and you get like the graffiti that people have uh, put on Miiverse and that gets all splattered on the walls and everything like both in the plaza and in the levels itself I actually saw some of my own graffiti because um, I, I was on the side of Tidy and I just wrote I just wrote something like tidy it be roomsy messy bastards <laughs> and I saw that on the wall while I was playing the other night. Well, they didn't pull that off. Not, not yet. Enough. Not yet. <laughs> maybe maybe now it's been uh, too busy looking been, for uh, hidden dicks. They're really good at spotting those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dick algorithm would wouldn't actually catch that because there are no dicks in my picture. <laughs> but yeah, I um yeah, so to wrap it up, I'm loving Splatoon very, very much. And uh, I'll be heading towards level 50. I don't know when I'll actually get there. Um, <laughs> but who knows? When Mario Maker comes out, it might go in the draw for a while. <laughs> but I don't think it'll permanently go in the draw. Um, I'll, I think I'll be swapping back and forth between the two. I hope so, because I really like it. And uh, I don't want to just drop it. You know, I put a lot of effort into it <laughs> so <Sure>. far. <laughs> and it's you know it's a game that you know it rewards like um you know inventive play and like you know thinking about tactics and guns and stuff and i like that um it's cool you feel like you're actually improving you know you know if you're getting splattered a lot then you're doing something wrong right and you adjust your tactics and yeah you start to win again so it's all good and nothing feels better than getting a, no a complete knockout in ranked matches so the other guys get zero. Yeah, I know. You feel so <laughs> bitter when it happens to you, but man, you feel like top of the world when you do <laughs> yeah. it to someone else. Exactly. And the Rainmaker, when you actually yourself put the Rainmaker on the platform, that is the best feeling ever. Because <laughs> you're usually being shot at from like 10 different angles at that point. <laughs> it's just like scary as hell. But then when you get it on, it's like, booyah. <laughs> so yeah, Splatoon, it's a good game. Next up. I think I can fill in on this gap. So Sorry. I did a you, little. You've been Splatoon. playing Splatoon, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I did a little because I know you've been going on about it loads. So I'm like, I should really play this because it'd be fun to play with him. But I think I've played like four games total since I made that pact like three weeks ago. <laughs> and it's like, I love Splatoon, but it's just, I haven't had time to play any games really in the last couple of weeks, except. Like, really? The last few really? days. In I've the had summer holidays? Time. I've had a little time and I've made a commitment to another game. I'm sorry. So <laughs> I've been playing Disney Infinity 3 or 3.0 this week. <laughs> and uh, as much as I talk about Amiibo a lot on this show, my one true love in the Toys to Life games category is Disney Infinity. I goddamn love this game. And uh, Is it because the the figures actually do something in the game? Well, I, I always more, just more love this kind of game. I love little figures. I love Skylanders. I love all these games. I know they're like incredibly expensive, but I actually love switching figures. I think it's loads of fun, like picking your character off a shelf and putting them down. So, I think it's cool. I'm also a huge how, Disney fan. How old fan. are you, Cyrus? Hmm? How old are you, Cyrus? I choose not to disclose that in the presence of my toy. 
<laughs> Cover their ears up. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm a little outside the the age range on the box, but that's the what which says six to twelve. But the one uh, it says seven. But uh, okay. the one thing about this game is that it's really easy for a kid to sit down and like just play it, like mess around, put down a character, beat up a few guys, jump on a few platforms. But the main hook of Disney Infinity is that it's kind of a big sandbox where you can make your own levels and make your own entire game types. It's like a really simplified game programming engine. And uh, it's really friggin' complicated. Like, it is super complicated to, to make levels in this game. And they try and make it, like, they try and dumb it down every game and try and make it easier for people, but there's still no way a child could get half of the use out of this game. So so is it easy to download other people's, yes. like, good levels? Mm, so that's the main thing, is that the, the levels, anyone can make a level in a game and they can submit it to Disney, and then Disney check them, and then they approve, a f- like, five or ten every week, get added to the... No dicks! No dicks, <laughs> that is true. There is zero dicks allowed. Down. But the and they run a challenge every week that they like give you a theme and then they pick the best ones on that theme and they get added to the toy box. But I've heard a lot of people that okay. that have this game that have kids, and it's it can play it split screen where like the the parent is making the level while the child is like telling them what to do and the child can be running around <laughs> like on the so level. So the parents on... literally help you set it up. Yes. And, but it's cool because you can happen simultaneously because you just switch between character and level creation at the same time. So the kid can be running around on the level while you're building it, and which is a really cool feature, I think. Yeah, that's cool. And so I was actually a little worried about this game, and I almost didn't buy it because Disney Infinity 2 really was bad. It was a bad game. Where... How do you... <laughs> Like, do you upgrade? It's not like... Um, do you, you can buy the disc, I know, but can you upgrade from 2 to 3, like a, a DLC? Yeah, thing? I should go back and kind of explain this game. So, Disney Infinity, it's a toys of life. You buy little figures, you put them on the pad, you play the game. And in Disney Infinity 3.0, all of the figures from the previous games are playable. So, okay. if you bought, what, Mr. Incredible from the first game, you can pot them down on Disney Infinity 3.0, and you can play as Mr. Incredible. And, but the one there's the one thing that doesn't carry across is Disney Infinity has no built-in campaign mode. There's no story mode in the game. Oh. So the way they do this, and by do this I mean squeeze so much more money out of your wallet, is the the story modes are pieces you put down on the the pad too. Are those the discs that you put on? Yeah, they're like little little crystal statues kind of thing. So if if you want to play the, like, say from Disney Infinity 2.0, it was all Marvel. So if you want to play the Avengers set, you'd buy the Avengers crystal piece, which is like $30 about. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, that's right. It's $30 or maybe $35, and it comes with two two characters and one story mode. So it's basically like physical DLC. So like DLC that babies can buy. Yes, it's physical <laughs> DLC. Right. It's really, really expensive physical DLC. It's like, Mommy, buy me the Avengers. Yes. You know, instead of like, Mommy, download this patch and, and then put your credit card details into my PS4 and then do yes. it. Yes, 
And what Wii U, I mean. <laughs> what was really bad is the previous two games. The first game, the playsets. So those story modes are called playsets. And uh, the playsets were pretty... They were okay. They weren't too good. They were big open world, collect a bunch of stuff, defeat a bunch of stuff levels. But in Avengers, like in the second one, which is Marvel Super Heroes, that whole game really felt like super rushed, where they were trying to meet their a game a year schedule and all of the playsets were basically the exact same. They were reskinned, they had new cutscenes, but it was just a bunch of enemies spawn, defeat them, move to the next location, a bunch of enemies spawn, defeat them, next location. Okay. So So wouldn't it be better to just buy Lego Avengers? Isn't that more fun? No. And a more complete package? No, then, then you'd have to buy the Lego stuff separately if you want to have little figures on your shelf. <laughs> but the Lego, <laughs> yeah. Lego Avengers just has every character in the world but, already. But they're in. not on your shelf, are they? <laughs> exactly. That's a positive in my book. <laughs> <Yeah. look. laughs> but, so, the my long-winded point that I'm getting to is that Disney Infinity 3 is an amazing step up of a, in quality. So this is Star Wars, right? Yeah, this is the Star Wars edition, so... So it's got like the is it got Force Awakens stuff? No, this is Force Awakens okay. doesn't exist anymore. So oh wait, that's Force Awakens. What? I'm thinking of Force Unleashed. Force Awakens it will have Force Awakens stuff in uh, at the end of the year. <laughs> Cyrus, are you feeling all right? It's Do you late. Need to step down as well. <laughs> I'm getting. I'm, I'm trying to sympathize with with Danny here. I want to. Yeah, yeah. I want to empathize for what it feels like to be sick. But it does have episode seven. Yeah. So at yeah. launch. You buy the starter set, and if you buy the starter set, you get a playbase that you put your pieces on. You get uh, prequel trilogy figures and a prequel trilogy story mode. Straight in the bin? Straight in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> but after that, then you can separately buy the the original trilogy playset, and which comes with Luke and Leia as two characters. Mm-hmm. And then at Christmas, they're releasing the Force Awakens playset. It'll come with two characters. Cool. And these are like 30 bucks each. Yeah, but I think it's about 35 You get two characters on the story mode. What characters are they for the Force Awakens? They haven't announced any details about that yet. It's completely... They've just mentioned it's coming. The The Japanese website... JapaneseAmazon.com is the only website that even has a listing for it. But it's probably the girl and the guy. It's probably the girl and the guy. Every place that always comes with a guy and a girl figure. I don't know. You know, seeing this, I, I saw the Star Wars stuff at E3, and I thought, oh, man, this looks really cool. And then I found out, I was like, oh, this is in this game, where I have to pay, like, you know, <laughs> upwards of, like, $100 to play what I really want to play. Yes. Da- Danny, didn't you buy Star Wars figures back in the day? No, I still do. Actually, I st- uh, <laughs> well, no, no, the okay. Then? Let me let me clear the air here, because you, <laughs> you, might, you might think I'm a child or something, but, you know, hey, whatever. Too late. Um, now, there is a really cool series of Star Wars figures called the Black Series. They're six inches, and they're really extremely good detail. And, yeah, as long as you're not doing, like, Slave Leia, where you can see, like, every joint, and it just looks terrible, most of the stuff looks cool, like Vader, Boba Fett, Stormtroopers. Why would you yeah. be looking at all of her joints that closely? <laughs> that's my fetish. Well, yes, yes. And uh, that figure actually is something that's turned up some controversy, like, this year, even though it's, like, a two-year-old figure. I just want to tell parents, just go fuck yourself and don't buy the fucking stupid toy because it sucks anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Star Wars are fucking sick of your shit. Now that we're bought by Disney, we're literally made of money. We don't need to take your shit anymore. (laughs) You see, Cyrus, we're just like that other podcast that you 
the what's it called the, the toys, toys for life for games, podcast. Yeah. We we uh yeah we give good advice for parents. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, <laughs> mom. <laughs> I'll stand by my statement. Famicals, your family friendly <laughs> Nintendo podcast. We put the family back in Famicals. <laughs> yes. Family computer. That's what it's standing for, right? Sit for it. But on the note of figures, and I'll, I'll make this my last point about this: the figures in Disney Please Infinity are, are one of the, it's the thing that are that actually got me into the game first. I bought the figures because they looked nice, and then I was like, I have figures, I might as well get the game. And then it was a downward spiral spiral from there. But the the Star Wars figures they brought out are really really nice looking. Like I'm I have Ahsoka Tano here in my hand, and she's super super nice because mm-hmm. they they like. Uh, they, all of the characters are in the same style, so they they made this fig, this style where all of the the characters are action figures. Mm-hmm. So thematically in the game, you're supposed to be a kid playing with your toys, and you're... the the animated series look does seem to fit the toy look very well, doesn't it? Yes, it's almost identical, isn't it? I almost think they've made Rebels, the new Star Wars Rebels TV show. I almost think they designed the characters in that to look more like the Disney Infinity figures. Then, probably right then say well, I, the, thought they just, I thought they just recycled the Clone Wars engine because they're like hey well fuck it's, <laughs> why, I, why are we throwing this away I played a lot I watched, I like I love Clone Wars the, I do too actually and uh, so I've watched Rebels there is actually a substantial difference it's kind of in the same style but like you got two different artists to draw the same style so they're okay they're a bit different and I think they lean towards this Disney Infinity style everything's rounder okay, okay um, so please make me stop talking Join line through the uh, the Disney Disney Infinity talk. Okay, Ty, um, the codec is yours. <laughs> they played us like a damn fiddle. <laughs> uh yeah so i've been playing metal gear solid 5 non-stop uh i, I should be playing fighting games but uh <laughs> metal gear i'm compelled to shoot guys in the neck with tranquilizers over and over and over it's so <laughs> it's so much fun <laughs> it, does it still look like you're humping the guy when you pick him up and put him down again um no i think they fixed that <laughs> okay. <laughs> what a question to start off with, right? That's the first thing everyone's thinking. Yes. Right? Well, I think everybody remembers that uh, video IGN made years ago with the Metal Gear Solid 2 demo. Set the, the jungle <laughs> boogie. <laughs> what are you doing, Snake? <laughs> so, jungle boogie. So, yeah. Metal Gear Solid 5 is fun. It's got... Uh, a lot of the characters you know and love, especially Ocelot. Um, are you up with the lore, Ty? Do you know what's going on? Yeah, yeah. I, oh. I love uh, Metal Gear. I think we're actually going to come back to that a little bit later. But yeah, I do enjoy okay. the Metal Gear games a lot. Metal Gear Solid 3 is one of my all-time favorite games. Yep, on the 3DS, no less. Yeah! <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I'd... So, um, which characters stand out to you? Like uh, new characters. 
in Metal Gear Solid Five. The the naked girl. <laughs> okay, she she's not completely Quiet. naked, but she's very revealing. But there's totally a good reason for her not to have clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> when not... you find out this reason, you'll feel ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I read the reason. It's I don't feel any shame. It's yeah, I, I'm not sure I'm far enough in to get really attached to any new characters. I mean, there there's her. Her name is Quiet. And then there's like a skull face, the villain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I literally thought people like. were joking when they were said his name was Skullface. I thought they were just giving him a nickname. Yeah. Yeah. And there's the man on fire and the weird ghost and the the new Metal Gear thing. Uh we'll see how it goes. I uh, I don't know. I did really like this... I, I did really, really like Volgan back in Metal Gear Solid Three. You might... Is he the Russian guy? Yeah, he, he's the big Russian guy with scars and the, the lightning powers. And he says, Kuwabara, Kuwabara. And you have no fucking idea what that means. <laughs> <laughs> because you're not Japanese and they did not translate that line <laughs> at all. There's something that I kind of read that is, I'm not going to spoil anything, but as English teachers in Japan, it definitely resonated with me. Yeah, and uh, I'll let Ty find out what that is, and you can give some feedback next episode or whatever if you complete the game. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know when that's gonna happen. I'm uh very meticulously doing every side op. (laughs) So maybe maybe a couple episodes from now then. Yeah, I've got it on my screen right now. Looks like I'm at fourteen percent. Oh man, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, and I've been going. I've been going ham. I did not realize that game was so big. It's big. It's hella big. Uh, it's open world, so you can kind of choose your missions, which is neat. And the history is good. You're, you're dicking around in Afghanistan in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back when Afghanistan was a time to be alive. Guy, thanks to Rambo. Yeah. Right. Osama bin Laden, uh, freedom fighter. <laughs> you, have you met him yet? Is he in the game? Please tell me he is. Oh, man. If you have to say baby oh. Obama or oh, not Obama, Osama, whatever. They've got similar names. But that would be the best <laughs> mission. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. Uh, there's also a lot of emphasis on like base building and research and you know, basically playing Farmville with a big <laughs> private military contractor organization. Yeah. That looks like fun. Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, they they kind of started in on that with uh, Peace Walker, mm-hmm. and now it's an escalated thing. What are those parachutes that you can attach to people? Yeah, yeah, those, the Fulton recovery what? device. Fulton, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. It's fun, and they, they say <laughs> all these funny things when you, you lift them off. And you rescue animals, too. Rescue, huh. not <laughs> yeah. firing them into the sun on a balloon. Yeah, that's exactly what you do. <laughs> You fill that bear with tranquilizers, and you put him on the balloon. <laughs> and then when you get back to base, is what is there with a picnic waiting for you? <laughs> the picnic basket, yeah, great idea, Yogi. <laughs> How does that work there? Where does, is it? Just like a rug? Like when you get there, what 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 happens? Uh, there, there's kind of like a side objective to recover every animal. So you got like a little zoo going on there on the base. Yeah, it's called an ark. Yeah, actually, now that you mention it, I don't know if you can go and see your animals. I don't think you can. 
Maybe you can. I've, Give... I've seen the dog, the adorable dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He becomes like a sidekick. I very recently got him, and he he helps you out on missions. Cool. Yeah, it's fun. Diamond dog. Yeah, something yeah. like that. And also the horse. The horse can poop on command. And, <laughs> and there's a triangle. There's like a button. There's like press triangle to horse, which is the best button I've ever seen in the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> triangle to horse. <laughs> yeah. That's more like that's almost as good as press F to pay respect. <laughs> yeah. uh, or maybe like my favorite uh, Tiger LCD game. There's the one based on the cartoon Doug, and there are two buttons, and they are labeled <laughs> faster and Doug. <laughs> uh, Amazing. Yeah. So so that that is to say it's context sensitive. Like, you know, you can go to a mortar or an anti-air gun or a stupid animal or some unaware soldier and do context sex sensitive (laughs) (laughs) contact contact sex yeah 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 full contact but sex (laughs) do they have codec conversations like Uh, the good old days or uh, it's streamlined a little bit um you don't go into a click screen when you're looking at something through your binoculars you can hit uh the codec button and uh, one of the guys back at base will talk to you about what you're looking at. One of my favorite things about Metal Gear Solid 2 was um, during the codec conversations, you could press L and R at various, yeah. using the kind of... Zoom in and, like, and wiggle their portrait around with the analog stick. No, well, there was that, but there's also like... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you pre- yes and no, it was yes and no. So if you pressed like R, it was yes, and L if it was no. But if you pressed it harder... The harder you pushed it, the more he agreed or disagreed. So it was like, no. Then it was, no way. And then the full force was like, not in a million years. <laughs> Great feature. I love that. Yeah. No, yeah I so... read uh, just on the, like, instead of info dump codec things, they've done that thing with the tapes where you can just have a tape playing while you're driving around. Yeah, that's fun. That's a good feature. Yeah, I think that's a really great way to put information into the game that you're not just stuck looking at a codex stream. Or I think it's clever use of the open world. Yeah. Like, uh, cool. I, I listen to the tapes. I get caught up on them when I'm doing like a side-off that's not critical to the story. Or t- so I'm assuming you can walk around while listening to it. You know, yeah. You don't have to just stand there like an idiot. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it, it, it's cool. like a custom soundtrack, but it plays conversations that people have recorded onto tapes. Yeah. Oh, and also, one of the collectibles in the game are tapes of 80s hits. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I got Take On Me. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what else is it? And you can play them in your helicopter, right? Like, when it picks you up or something. I got Rebel Yell. Uh, that's the name of the song, right? The... <laughs> I think it's called Rebel Yell. Yeah. If it doesn't have Danger Zone, I'd be very disappointed. Mm, it might. I, I don't know. Can you imagine I... that? The helicopter flying in with Danger Zone <laughs> playing. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Oh, yeah. You can uh, you can research and equip your helicopter with a speaker system, and you can select any song and have it yeah, play yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. And if you have the PC version, you can use any MP3 you have. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. So, so there are collections of like incredibly funny videos. Fun fact about the PC version: there's a there's a Blu-ray disc, right? <laughs> when you put it in your computer, it's got eight megabytes on it. 
Oh, it's just an installer that's wrecked. it's just a link to the Steam. Uh, it's a link to Steam. Wow. <laughs> and then you have to download that's the full thing. Unbelievable. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, Jim's, I have to thank Jim Sterling for that. Uh, he's friggin' hates on Konami a lot recently, but that was <laughs> recently? an amazing revelation. <laughs> yes. Well, since ever. I don't know if you guys have seen the big spoiler yet, but at the end of the game, Konami dies. <laughs> <laughs> They're already dead. Rip. Cool. So any um, Nintendo or ex-Nintendo games? Yes! Yes. Uh <laughs> I went all the way through Banjo-Kazooie, zero to nice. full complete. Wow. Every jiggy? Yeah. Wow. Or all the jiggies I needed for achievements. I think you could skip four and get away with it. <laughs> right. I got all the notes, <laughs> okay. and I got all the the health honeycombs, so that's good enough. Did you get all the jingoisms? The what? <laughs> the jingos. The, it's... <laughs> I believe it's pronounced Jinjos for starters. And yeah, I got I, like I got all those. Uh, yeah. They, oh man. Um, okay. Okay. Oh, the music is fantastic. You know, I got Teddy Bear's Picnic stuck in my head forever now. <laughs> yeah. Is it like? Um, it's not like the compressed N sixty four ones. They've have they actually. Oh, is it just straight up the N64 version? It's actually the uh, Xbox 360 version, straight oh, right, up. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember that recently the um, the composer released all the original GoldenEye songs, like Uncompressed, which he'd had lying around on his computer, so you could listen to them, listen to them before they were crunched down onto oh, the N64 neat. cart. Yeah, after... Yeah, the facility has some good music. I wouldn't mind hearing that Uncompressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of it sounds quite different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, slip me that link, would you? I'll check it out. It's all on YouTube. Yeah, I think it's all on YouTube. Oh, good, good, good. Little known fact about Banjin Kazooie as well is that Will Smith actually wrote an unused song for it and released it as Getting Jiggy with It. Oh, you would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Uh, also, in Rare Replay, the collection, there are a couple of unused songs from Killer Instinct. Huh. Yeah, oh. that might be interesting. Only to you. Uh, how how would you access those? Uh, you have to play a lot and unlock them, or just go right to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you insert the Blu-ray into your PC, there's an eight megabit installer that has a link directly to YouTube. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, Ty. Anything else to talk about? Two more games. I'll try to get through them quick. What? Yeah. All right, so... Skip to the Nintendo ones. No. <laughs> I, you're going to hear about some fucking Xbox shooter, and you're going to like it. <laughs> I just, at this point, I'd just like to point out to people listening, you can actually skip sections of the podcast if you look at the chapters. Uh, completely unrelated to what's about to happen. But go ahead, Ty. Okay. Um, I played a lot of Evolve. That, what? yeah, it, it's a, okay, it's a five-player game. You have four players on one team as the shooty guys with specialized roles, and you have the fifth player who plays as a big-ass monster. It's like Alien versus Predator, but... Sort of. Not. not. It, it, it's more like Left 4 Dead when there's a battle with the tank, except way more in-depth in now. 
That, that's honestly what it felt like to me was uh, Left for Dead so, tank battles. One player is like a super powerful monster that takes the entire opposing team to destroy. Yes, exactly. Um, in the, the standard mode, uh, Hunt, I think it's called, the monster starts off kind of weak, well, relatively weak. Um, so, so you have to hide, I guess. Yes, yeah, so you have to hide, you have to eat uh, wildlife. Uh, and be sneaky <laughs> and try to build yourself up to stage two and stage three. Like if you evolve up to stage two, the game is called evolve, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it, that's roughly a fair fight. And if you evolve this to stage three, you're going to have a big advantage. Nice. So you want, you want to hide, you want to get big, you want to get bad. You have to, you want to use like little stealthy tricks. Like, uh, like uh, the other team, they'll have different classes with different abilities. There's a tracker class uh, that will try to scout you with uh, whatever tools they have, depending on which character they picked. And uh, the other team can see your footprints. And uh, you can use that against them by like walking one way, doubling back while sneaking. That doesn't leave footprints. So you can send them off in the wrong direction. But you have to be careful of stuff like running into flocks of birds. They'll they'll scatter and everybody will see where you are. Huh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's fun. Uh, I got like half the achievement points over a weekend. That was good. That is a good indicator of fun in games. <laughs> <laughs> yes, pointless scoring methods. Yeah, I know, right? It's just that fucking Skinner box. I need it. <laughs> I, I need that affirmation. Hey, if- if they ever make a sequel to Splatoon, like I would like to see something based on this mode, like have like a Squid King versus like five other guys. Yeah, one, one guy cool. plays as the last boss. He's got that big fucking octopus tank thing. Yeah, I mean, spoilers, man. It's been a it's been a <laughs> yeah. kind of a mode in some other first person shooters. Like I know Halo's had the Juggernaut mode, where like one person is just decked out with huge shields and stuff, and everybody else just tries to dogpile them. It's kind of like that. There, there are some other like objective-based modes, but you know they all kind of revolve around that that same basis. Nice. Yeah, it's fun. Whatever. It's half off on Steam right now. Hmm. Uh, all right now. So, is this is this it then? This is the last one. Yes, I'm going to tell you about Naruto Gekito Ninja Tyson Four. We've already talked about this several times. Yes, and we're going to talk about it again because it is literally the best game on GameCube. Better than Smash. Yes. Better than Pikachu TV. Yes. Pokemon TV. Pokemon Channel. Oh, Channel. God, we we both suck. (laughs) Better than than Hey You Pikachu. So uh, I was on Twitter. Uh, I saw over in Florida they're doing a, a fighting game tournament based on quote-unquote anime fighting games. And <laughs> lo and hold to my surprise, uh, Naruto 4 was one of the events. I tweeted out, oh, hell yeah, Naruto 4, that's my game. And then uh, one of my Japanese friends, who I may have mentioned before, Ogti, he's like, no, that's my game. <laughs> so so uh, we basically had to play at FRB. I brought my GameCube and my game. I didn't have a save file, but he did. Oh, wow, cool. So we got together. Yeah, you have to unlock characters, and it's really super annoying. Oh, so you had the Japanese version? There, there's only the Japanese version. Oh, okay, okay. 
This okay, game what was, happened? Was thought to be too good to release in the West. <laughs> well, no, it's like the Naruto show and tie-in marketing was like one or two years behind in the U.S. So, like, for... <laughs> so the game, the GameCube was dead by that point. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, Naruto one and two came out on the GameCube uh, in the U.S. and then they cooked up some semi-new game for the Wii with, I think. It, mandatory waggling so, <laughs> so it was kind of terrible but naruto three and four great games both uh, i think four four is more or less the same basically refined tweaked uh some important small features like sidestepping while running it's great for approaching those uh, uh keep away characters sounds dangerous yeah yeah, so it, it, it's a it's a game. It's easy to play. It has a ton of hidden complexity, and it is incredibly good and fun. It has some nice four player wet and wild action. So <laughs> I, I'm basically gonna tell everyone out there who has a GameCube or Wii to get this game. You can mod your system to play it. It's not hard. Get the Rudo Four. How much does it usually right. run? Like, how much does it cost? I don't know. <laughs> oh, you sound right. so offended there. <laughs> I think it's like, it's priceless, so any price will do. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like I, it's not say. like I see it on the shelf on the regular. Yeah. Like, I literally do not know. Um, I don't think it's like super rare and has a jacked up price or anything, but shit, maybe it does. Yeah. <laughs> eBay is your friend. Okay, so that's the last time you're ever allowed to talk about the game now. Unless, I don't know, the fifth one comes out on Wii U sometime. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're still coming out with Naruto games, but none of them are Naruto 4. <laughs> okay. Well, that was a hefty new business. Lots of games uh, talked about. Uh, so we're going to move on to some news. Yeah, baby. Okay, so first up we have the most unpronounceable and ridiculous name ever <laughs> to hit a Nintendo system, probably. That's a Genname Bunroku Hashtag Sharp FE, <laughs> aka Fire Emblem Cross Shin uh, Megami Tensei. So it's coming out on Boxing Day in Japan, uh, but they don't have Boxing Day in Japan. So yeah, 26th of December is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> for every one of so, you out there that was completely lost thank you for... yes exactly yeah. yes there you go i think they have it in canada anyway sure uh so there's a regular edition of the game there'll also be a fortissimo edition with the soundtrack an art book collector box and pre-sale access to a special concert for the game wow and there's also going to be a wii u hardware bundle wow i didn't know about this <laughs> Jesus Christ. The full can, anime bundle. So you can find news like this on NintendoWorldReport.com. There you go. Um, and that, is anyone interested in this game? Uh, Didn't really. think so. I, <laughs> I mean, you know, if you really want to hear about this game, listen to Radio for Nintendo. James Jones is excited because it's just ridiculous. So when it eventually comes out, or if he imports it or whatever, 
you could hear him or it doesn't have a Japanese Wii U. Well, he might. No, just nobody's going to play this game. Yeah. So what I are mean, you I'm about? sorry. That that E3 trailer showed it was going to be fully released in Japanese for Western consoles. <laughs> That's the thing that scares me. Like you know how Nintendo Europe likes to literally translate things. I'm afraid what they're going to call this in Europe. Like if they just call it that, it's like Jesus Christ. <laughs> is is this even going to get released outside of Japan? I don't know. Yeah, probably. Is it? Is it? Does it officially have like it is coming out sometime? They showed it at E3, and I thought they said that it's coming officially. That's so weird. That's so weird. Anyway, we'll find out sometime next year. Um, that next up was kind of a megaton out of nowhere announcement. Um, Pokemon Go. I am this iOS. I am. <laughs> it is ridiculous. I'm so in for this. I am 100% down. Give it to me right now. So. I don't know where this uh, YouTube trailer came out. Um, it's a, basically a, what do you call it, an AR game on iOS and Android only, which is the crazy thing. Um, so basically, you can look for Pokemon in the, in the real world, and so you can move the thing around and you, can, you screen around, and using GPS, uh, it'll kind of show Pokemon appearing in the real world. Kind of like, you know, 3DS games in the past have done, but this is only on your smartphone and that will be free and then the pokemon go plus um you need like a bracelet which is kind of looks like a pokemon watch yeah (laughs) which you put on your wrist and it'll alert you when players or stuff in the game is happening i guess so if there's a pokemon nearby it'll flash or vibrate or something (laughs) one of those things so you check it and you can find out the thing that scares me about this (laughs) is that like can you imagine kids with this smartphone app going around just like, oh, there's a Pikachu across the road while walking, <laughs> looking at the screen and just like running straight into a car? Oh, man, special Gardevoirs only in Roppongi. Kids all hop <laughs> yeah, on the yeah, bus, yeah. never seen again. I mean, that, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, if there's like a super rare Pokemon and it's like somewhere very iconic, like, you know, Shibuya's, you know, Scramble Crossing or something like that. And you can just imagine all these people like holding up their smartphones trying to get a Pokemon that there. That'd be pretty cool. I hope they put them in really obscure places that are incredibly <laughs> yeah, hard like to find. You can only the get top of Mount on Fuji. the top of Fuji. That would be so <laughs> yeah. awesome. That's right. On various yeah. people's private property. <laughs> That's it. That'll be a good one. I'm glad you said property, not the other word that begins with PR. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the weird thing was like this trailer was all adults. Like, there were no children That's in this what, trailer. I think they were very conscious of the exact thing you brought up, of, like, this being dangerous for kids. That they're like, this is for the adults. We don't want kids dicking around with this too much. So. We don't want kids playing with this baby's game. Yes. <laughs> uh. So, like, it, it's literally like your parents have to help you set it up, or you can't play it. Yeah. I don't know. Did we, talk, that's weird. did we talk about uh, the Pokemon magazine targeted towards adults? <laughs> that in Japan, yeah, in Japan, yeah, that's a thing. I saw that. The, well, there's a for the Disney magazine for adults. No, so. for the adult Pokemon fan lifestyle magazine. <laughs> this is real. I want a copy. Well, I need this. Have you ever seen a, a diamond statue of Minnie Mouse for like you know five hundred thousand dollars? Yes. You know? Get get the Disney magazine in Japan. Crazy. Um, mm, the company that made this game, Pokemon Go, they made a, a previous AR game that's basically a very similar game yes. called Ingress. 
Thank you, thank you for finding that. Yes, so they were, they basically asked them to make this, or like they partnered with them, right? Yeah, and, and Ingress is like, it's a fairly niche game, but it's really popular with the people who play it. They're like super dedicated to it. So right. I can see like with an actual brand name like Pokemon stuck on it, this game is going to go crazy popular. So I wonder if like outside of that watch thing, um, you know, People were joking on Twitter, like, you know, Poke Watch, um, you know, Yokai Watch, and I got Poke Watch. Like, outside of that, are you going to have to buy things in the app? Like, I'm assuming you on Pokemon Go Plus, there's going to be things to buy, right? I, I'm guessing money. they're going to do the same thing like they did with the that other, the Troze or whatever the, the, the free-to-play mastery game is. <laughs> yeah, where so, you can, we never actually talked about that, did we? So one of the things they have in that is you can throw regular Pokeballs to catch things. Or you can pay currency to get uh, ah, premium right, Pokeballs. Right, right. They'll be like premium Pokeballs, yeah. yeah and James, right. we did talk about that. I think it was this last month, or last last episode. I did. Um, How it came out on mobile? Yeah, and iOS and I talked about it for a little bit. Okay, I totally blocked that out of my mind. Good, Probably on purpose. Good idea. But but it was funny because, like, if you know, the month or two months previously, I think I said something like, you know, this 3DS game is basically a, a smartphone app because yep. it wasn't in 3D and, you know, had all these, like, you know, uh, in-app purchases built into it, and it turns out that's exactly what it was. <laughs> I, mean, it, I don't think they changed anything, did they? Other than the I mean, screen resolution. Yeah, more or less the same. I mean, I didn't really notice anything super different. But I, then again, I didn't play the iOS version as much as I did the 3DS version, which I don't know. I like, Ten hours. I like how they got the 3DS um, one out first. You know, got as much money out of that as possible, and then released it on iOS. You know. <laughs> probably crazy um okay oh cyrus you didn't mention the uh the splatoon ripoff yes, in disney I, infinity mm, so yeah that's what i actually meant to say is so like i mentioned you can the whole thing is a sandbox where you can make your own level and make your own games and it's really complicated to use at a high level but it's really in-depth you can make a ton of stuff in this so disney recently just announced like a few hours ago that they're offering a, a free toy box for download, which is called Squid Wars. And and it's like, it's it's literally one of the maps from Splatoon. It's the, the shopping mall map. And right. they've, they've recreated that map in the game, and they give all the players paintball guns. And when you shoot any block, like you shoot any point of the game, it'll cover that in your color. So it's they recreate a Splatoon. At, like, it's a basic version of Splatoon in Disney Infinity. Right. <laughs> and and I've been laughing at this because everyone is freaking out saying, oh, Disney ripping off Nintendo. And it's like, this is literally like what you're supposed to do in Disney Infinity is make games and dig around to them. Um, I, I've got a good quote here on uh, Twitter. Somebody's, what's his hashtag? Uh, his, sorry, his Twitter handle is Greninjo. And he says, can't wait to play Squid Wars in Disney Infinity 3.0. There's really nothing quite like it on the market. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just deadpan. Yeah, but, but this is what... Uh, it's like... I think a lot of people seem to be misinterpreting this as a as a thing you have to buy. But it's... Is this an... This isn't an official one? Is like a fan-made no, thing? No, it, it's... So Disney have like this team. They're called Toy Box Artists. Where they're... They're kind of on-staff toy box makers that release like big, really polished. It's their job to make toy boxes. 
Are these members of the public that they pay? Yeah, they're members of the public that have basically been hired to work on the game for them. Okay. So, uh, so this is one of those games that was uh, made by the the general public. Okay, I thought that was funny anyway. Yeah, like it is very funny. Like I can totally understand people ripping on it, but I think people have gone a bit too nuts about it. Right. Um, other things like the Me Amiibos were finally released, and the Eight Bit Mario Amiibos were also released, which I know Cyrus bought like five of, all for himself. Yep, they're here on my shelf. Is anyone else buying the Eight Bit Mario? Joy in their eyes. And Mr. John Linderman finally cracked. This was his first Amiibo. He bought the Eight Bit Mario Amiibo, <laughs> named and shamed, <laughs> right here on the Famicast. Actually, what? is also of note that didn't release today is that today was supposed to be the launch of season two of the amiibo cards for happy home designer but they cancelled that launch and they were supposed to be re-releasing the first season because they completely ran out of cards in like a minute when uh, they launched them before while we're on the topic of uh, amiibos just very briefly um because i didn't talk about my time in england um I visited a few game shops while I was there, and there was they pretty much had every single amiibo like that you could ever want. <laughs> just they were just right there. Nobody was interested. Yeah, it was I saw, like, I saw it was, that picture. It was like it was a more complete shelf yeah. than in Japan. It, it basically looked like you know the full amiibo range on a shelf, you know, and the I think they had the like fourteen ninety nine in England, which would work out to probably <laughs> quite a lot in Japanese yen. Or maybe not so much these days, actually. Maybe uh, <laughs> 2,000 yen or something. But yeah, I thought that was quite funny that uh, in Japan they kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of like, it's hard to get the new ones sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, it depends. Like, in America, like, they're not even there on the shelf. They're gone before you've even got to the shop, right? Yeah. You have to be there on launch day. But, you know, in Japan, you can go back a couple of days after, I think. But in the UK, no problem. <laughs> if you're ever stuck for an Amiibo and you want like the English one, just get just go to eBay.co.uk. You'll be able to get anything. Wow, I just <laughs> did an exchange rate check on that for like fifteen pounds and yeah, is like I mean, two, is two thousand two thousand eight hundred yen. Okay, it's so it's almost double the price. It's it is more than <laughs> double the price for an Amiibo here. Are. Okay, so we're going to move on to some charts. Uh, Ty, I know you like reading out the yeah, charts. Yeah, it's me, the chart guy. Uh, <laughs> Number 10. <laughs> the chart guy, yeah. Yeah. chart guy, Ty. It's happening. It kind of works. Yeah. Number 10. We got Mario Kart 8 running strong. 5,935 sold last week. 1.11 million altogether. So yeah, Mario Kart, that's been out a while now. Yeah, I still haven't bought it. I probably should. Okay. Uh, Rhythm Heaven, number seven. <laughs> Excuse me, Ryth Rhythm Heaven, the best plus. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's a, that's a real title right there. Yes. Yeah. I think it's actually a really good title. I love that title. Yeah, I mean, that's what I meant is really good. So, 9,293 last week, 455,284 altogether. Should be higher in a in a just world. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got Splatoon. 
got 18,826 last week. 626,497 altogether. It's it's kind of it's really cool that that's still so high up in the chart, but it's also kind of sad. <laughs> like I really want the to be more games on the Wii U. This is kind of depressing. Well, I I don't know. I think this summer's not been that bad for being a Nintendo owner. Yeah, there's been a lot of games, but it's still to see a game like Splatoon that's been came out in July and it's still top six games. That's a that's a long time for a game to be sitting on the top ten chair. I don't know. I mean, if you're still playing it like actively too, I mean that's a good thing because it's mm. just like fresh meat and stuff. I guess more people to <laughs> challenge you or whatever. All right, then we got. Number five, the Witsunomori. That's Animal Crossing. Happy Home Designer. Yep. A, a truly manly game, if ever there was yes. one. I bought it on launch day, went down, was waiting outside for the store to open. Still haven't played it. Cool story. <laughs> <laughs> we got 30,840 last week. Wow. And just under a million altogether. It'll be a million... Yeah. By the next podcast. 989,889. It's real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Then, number four, Yokai Watch Busters. <laughs> uh, I, I guess this is both versions put together. Yes. Red and blue, yes. black and white. They're, it's like the cat and dog. I forgot. Boy and girl. Probably red I, and blue. I think, yeah, red and All blue. All right. 49,542 last week. 1.45 million altogether. Yep. Yokai Watch is big cash cow right yep. now. I, I do love how that game, though, for whatever reason, they went ball to the wall on the Ghostbusters in it. Like, it's a full <laughs> Ghostbusters homage in that thing, where all the, huh. all the characters dress in Ghostbusters uniforms. They drive in a not Ecto-1 car. The, the main bad guy is like a giant ghost version of the Stay Puft Marshmallow. <laughs> wow. Which is a fairly, like, that's going to go over the heads of every kid who plays it. Of course. Yeah. Mm. But maybe not the lawyers, but we'll see. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> okay, next we, we have the old standby Dragon Quest 8. Uh... Yep. 106,823 last week. 691,539 altogether. Yeah, pretty pretty impressive uh, start for them. A second week on the market. So uh, the numbers are just going to dwindle from there, probably. But, yeah. you know, hey, they'll crack a million. Uh, have you ever heard of the thing where they don't re release Dragon Quest games on weekdays because people cut work? Is yeah. that true? <laughs> is that true or is it just a myth? I think I, don't... I read it in Famitsu as being true once, but I'm not entirely certain. I think uh, for I know for Dragon Quest Seven, which came out a couple years ago, I think that was a regular Thursday, hmm. and I, this one might have been on a Saturday. I'll uh, I'll double check that here in a minute and get. All right, to you. thanks. But... All right, number two and number one, Metal <laughs> Gear Solid Five, five 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 five. Number two and number one? Yeah, PS3 version and PS4 version. Oh, PS3, right, not X-Bone. Yeah. <laughs> so, X-Bone did make the chart. Yeah. 
Uh, like Lizex bone. 2000, uh, number 21, almost oh, top yeah. 20. <laughs> Do these numbers include digital versions or, or retail ones only? I don't think so. Um, I don't know if they have access to that type of stuff. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, I bought it digital. But on yeah, the other hand, with it's... on my American account with my American credit card. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so that may not count. No. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, they sold 117,000 and 293,000 respectively for PS3 and PS4. That's How many is the expo in there, Ty? Uh, 2,500. That's sad. Yeah, well. <laughs> it's better than zero. <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, it's well, yeah. It's about it's about on par with Yakuza One and Two HD on Wii U. I mean, oh, that's just a sick bun, Danny. Well, I, I mean, I'm dead serious. It's almost like the exact same numbers. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's a horrible. That's, <laughs> that's not going to make Ty feel any better, is it? Yeah, I'm sorry, Ty. But you know, whatever. It well, matter. I'm not personally invested in video game sales, so <laughs> you're not. Good, good point. No. Added point while Ty goes off to cry. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> let's talk about hardware. Oh, yeah. Uh, Xbox One sold 500 million this week. Woo! Pretty good. That's amazing. <laughs> That's, pretty good. That's a big turn up for the books. Yeah. Man, nice fair, fair dues to Microsoft. They were playing the long game and it paid off. Yeah. <laughs> All right, for real, though, PS4 is the hardware leader this last week. 54,000 sold. I wonder how many of those were the Metal Gear Solid, you know, hardware bundle. Uh, it's pretty pretty sweet, right? Yeah. that That's a good reason to buy a PS4 or an Xbox is, is One. There, is there an X-Bone version? Like the like a red, you know, metallic looking X-Bone? Uh, I don't think so. But now that you mention it, there are a lot of special color X-Bones now. Uh... I, I saw the Forza one. It's pretty. I kind of want it. I know but, there was a Titanfall one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know any about that. I, I just got the day one black one. There's a severe lack of Wii U ones. There's like the Zelda one. We've got black, white, Zelda. Uh, is there anything else? <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's it, isn't it? Really... It's crazy. Can you imagine yeah. like, a, like a Splatoon one like covered in paint? That would be awesome. I could do that right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I always wanted a green GameCube, and I was sad that they never existed. Yeah. Oh, they had dev kits only, weren't they? Uh, there was a dev kit one that was teal. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was nice. It was the same for the Wii. They showed, like, you know, like 10 colors at, yeah. at, the, at the announcement, you know, thing. But then they never released hardly any of those colors. Right. Yeah. About four or five. A damn shame. Right. So uh, we got 3DS number two in hardware. Speaking of system colors, that has all of them by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they're now infinite, aren't they, thanks to the faceplates? In multiple sizes. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 34,756. A strong showing. Very strong total sales at 19 million. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how that, wonder how that compares to 3DS. I assume 90 million is covering like all families of the 3DS, of like course. from yes. 3DS to new 3DS. Absolutely, yeah, yes. it's just all, all together. But uh, not the 2DS. 
No. Yeah. What well, the two the two DS? Yes, not the original DS. Ah. The original Thank you, DS? Nintendo, for blessing us with these naming conventions. <laughs> Next system, the one DS. All right. Uh, PlayStation Velveeta. Eleven thousand seven hundred eight. You know, because we just looked at MGS five with the V, I yeah. thought it was like PlayStation Five. I was like, What? Yeah, me too, yes. right? Man, Roman. We're not numerals. supposed to be talking about that till TGS next week. <laughs> right. Yeah. Famicast exclusive, the PS five release. Damn right. Alright. Uh Wii U. Ten thousand last week. That's okay, I guess. 2.54 million altogether. Right. I think that should go up next time uh, with Mario Maker. I think because they've got a hardware oh, bundle as well. That's the one I was trying to think there's a there's a bundle with the I think there there's a yellow Wii U I think I saw maybe no, I no, totally no. imagine that. It's just the box. It's a very nice yeah, box. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, but speaking of Wii U hardware though, just a slight anecdote from what that I ran into this week of I tried to play Smash Brothers for like a really short time on Wii U, so popped in the disc and it asked me to update. And I have played a total of three games on my Wii U, all of them on the disc. And uh, my Wii U is now out of space. I cannot play Smash Brothers because it needs to update. What, what games have you downloaded? So I have not downloaded any games. I have made save data for Disney Infinity, Splatoon, and Smash Bros has has all those DLC characters. So what the hell? So like Disney Infinity must be off the freaking charts. It's fi- It's not actually that big. It's like three hundred to five hundred megabytes, I think. That's the only but thing you just have three games worth of I've, save data, and it's full? not anymore. I have two games because I had to delete my Splatoon save file no, no, to no. download the Smash Brothers update. But did you download the full games as well? No, I played them off my disc. That's weird. Do you have a basic system? I have the basic system. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably should have put that at the start. But seriously, why did they even sell this system? Who gets a if... basic system? What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, it was the only one that came with, like, I, I had some reason for doing it. I can't remember why. I hate myself for it now, though. But well. it's like, why do they even have this system available if I literally cannot play more than two games with without buying an external hard drive? Just buy one of those USB sticks. Stick it in. They don't work because they're not fast enough. They do work. Or they, it needs to be like, it, they gave out some warning. of like, don't do this. It'll probably burn out really quickly. Burns out. Who cares? Then Get all the save files will be like deleted when I'm not expecting to delete them. Back them up. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, I'm not happy that this console has such a limited space when they have games that take up so much space. Okay. Well, well that's, I mean... that's your problem, Cyrus. No one else has that problem. Literally every one of the base consoles has my problem. Yeah, but all those people are like, you know, babies or people who don't know how to play <laughs> video games. I play Disney Infinity. I'm clearly <laughs> a baby. I should be entitled to baby not issues. But anyway. Anyway. I'll, anyway. Since clearly no one is sympathetic to my plight, no, I'll just not, sit no here and reason. cry by myself. Nope. Yeah. So that is to say Wii U is still leading PS4 in total harder, hardware sales by a bit. So right, yeah, if we're that's by current current gen only, yeah. Yeah, uh, we we still got PS triple, you know, <laughs> with the number two seller <laughs> this week. So uh, they sold, uh, yeah, two hundred 
2,817 hardware units. <laughs> Some of those people are just rebuying a PS3 because they're like, oh shit, there's more games coming out for it. Metal Gear? Sh- I shouldn't have sold it. Yeah, uh, 10 million altogether in Japan. A yep. lot of PS3s filling space. Coincide. I got two in my waiting. room right here. <laughs> people are waiting for the big one, the Xbox. Yeah, Xbox One. 180 units <laughs> sold in Japan. Was it the same last time? <laughs> I feel like it hasn't changed. It, it, yeah, it's been been about 180, like plus or minus 30 every week. <laughs> what, Xbox what? 180, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> but there was like one week where it got a boost from something. Did I did I read that they've officially like Xbox Japan have officially just quit? They've given up? Like they're no longer supporting anything now? I don't know. Like I uh I've seen them Not take up a were, fair but... amount of shelf space in some stores here and there, but yeah, I don't know. They certainly haven't made like any effort to grab exclusives like they did with the 360. Right. So remember to play to play all those weird anime games. You needed well, to have a three sixty, right? You need that, that. That sold a bunch of consoles to at least some of my friends. They were like, "Oh well, all these games, I'm gonna get a three sixty for." Yeah, like uh, Idol Master, uh, a whole bunch of <laughs> a cave shooters. That was the thing. And if you wanted to play the good version of Street Fighter Four, you needed a three sixty. There you go. <laughs> But okay. None of that effort this time. No, not at all. So I think that about wraps up charts. Thanks, Ty. Yeah. Um, so we're going to move on to our very super special Nintendo 64 special feature. Yes. Okay, so Nintendo 64 special feature, just because it's episode 64. So yeah, we thought um, we would, uh, good excuse to talk about Nintendo 64, everyone likes Nintendo 64, right? Yeah, right? especially me. Did we all, we all had one back in the day? This is, uh, well my video game journalism career started with the launch of the 64, so it's near and dear to my heart. Uh, so, that and also the, the really good games on it. That, yeah, that's a thing. There's a lot of good games on it. Um, so, yeah, obviously this being the Japan podcast, um, we thought we'd put the J- Japan twist on it. So we're looking at like Japan exclusive or just you know things that were retitled or just remixed or were just like only in Japan. You know, obviously outside of the 64 DD, which was obviously Japan exclusive by the fact it wasn't released anywhere else. Yeah. But <laughs> there are lots of other just regular N64 games that uh, never made it westward. And we'll be talking about those as well. Yeah, I think I've mentioned a couple of them in the past on Fake or Real. <laughs> right. I'm sure you have. So I guess this is, uh, I think Danny's added some of these uh games here yeah i put in a couple myself ty's gonna put a few in there too i'm gonna be pretty useless in this section i never owned this n64 (laughs) i always wanted one i borrowed one off my friend for like two months and fucking played the shit out of goldeneye 
We should have yeah, a Golden Eye tournament. It's gonna be free for me, by the way. Goldeneye, the first ever first person shooter. Yeah. Um so <laughs> literally in <invented laughs> No, excuse guns. me, Halo was the first one. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That was the first multiplayer shooter, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one we got here, is this is this for real? Is this did, did somebody spell Doraemon wrong? Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, I thought that's what it was. Yeah, so this is Doraemon 3D. So people may or may not know Doraemon. It's uh, like a blue robot cat, kind of cute-looking character. Very popular in Japan. Yeah, very iconic comic strip. Like, yeah, like he's on popularity level of like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, it's like it's like the Peanuts of Japan. Yeah, pretty much. He said Peanuts, by the way. Yeah. Um. So yeah, basically. No, I said penis. <laughs> This little blue and white cat is literally the penis of Japan. He is like the reproductive organs. <laughs> so, basically, Doraemon 3D is uh, Mario 64 <laughs> reskinned. Basically, um, if you look at yeah, you look at videos on YouTube, it it's pretty much like a, like a fan made Mario 64 with a you know palette swap and uh, you know character swap. People Very paid a hundred dollars to have this game imported <laughs> when they were. Starving for titles in the first couple months of 64 releases. Yeah, when people flew out to Japan to buy their N64s. <laughs> Before things like PlayAsia existed, or Lixang, rest in peace. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's pretty pretty crazy. Um. It's It's amazing that they could have, you know, a 3D platformer of this ilk, you know, alongside Mario 64, which was obviously a launch game. Yeah, <laughs> that like, fast out of the gate. Crazy. Who would who would have bought Which that? means it's either really impressive or really bad. It's, <laughs> the latter. I, I wouldn't know. I haven't actually played it. I've seen it played. Oh, you've seen it being played? Doraemon 3D? Yeah, I very briefly a long time ago. Okay. I couldn't tell you anything about it, really, so, other than it exists and it's a blurry ass game of course it is. <laughs> yeah 64 baby um, actually this does aim on 3d it could be it could actually be a game because um the description says a side scroll shooter maker made with the 3d assets in the game that's yeah so it's not Doraemon. yeah sky no, troller is... shooter maker so this is like a like a well mario maker for shooters i guess neat never heard of Dazemon actually uh, if I see it on a shelf, I'll totally buy it. <laughs> um, then we have the Custom Robo game, Custom Robo V2. Now these have these come out. These have come out on the DS in the West, I think, and more recently on the 3D, uh, 3DS. The Custom Robo games. I'm sure they've been located. Wasn't there localized. there a GameCube one as well? Yeah, yeah it's definitely. actually fairly well regarded games. A lot of people love. Yeah, the I played the the GameCube one a bit. It was fun. Yeah, these have definitely been localized now, but. Yeah, back in the N64 days, you know, it was a bit harder to localize things um, because of the expense, I guess. Um, well, yeah, that and like cartridge and the way data and text fields were formatted. Oh. Yeah, actually, it's a nightmare, right? Like, you have a Japanese developer, they're, they're making a game, they'll have text in it. They may not be planning on releasing it abroad or not even thinking ahead. And then when you have to basically do a ROM hack to put text in, and 
when you, the English text takes up four times as much space right. as the Japanese text, you. you're going to have to cut some things. Yes. If you haven't programmed the game well <laughs> to, to allow for yeah. different texts. I mean, mean yeah. yeah, I mean, now, you know, developers plan for that sort of thing and they have simultaneous worldwide releases of games. Right. But back in the day... Yeah, there there was a really nice article written by the the what's his name Ted Woolsey translated Final Fantasy VI and that magical adventure where yes his first draft was four times too big to fit on the cartridge. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, lots of games didn't even make it to Europe. Never mind uh, like America, like from Japan. I mean. Like, you know, from America to Europe, that's what I mean. Yeah, games like, that they were didn't in arrive in America. Yeah, yeah, they were in English, but they didn't make it to uh, to Europe. Um, so, next thing I've got here, this is very Japanese, um, because uh, Disney <laughs> is just crazy popular here. So, there was a Dance Dance Revolution game, Disney Dancing Museum, on the N64 in Japan. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember this. There were dance pads you could get as well. Now, I remember Mickey's Speedway USA, which is one of the last N64 games ever, I think. Yeah. Which was pretty redundant because there, <laughs> there was already like um, plenty of kart races on the N64. And Red even made a, an exceptional one. Yeah. Uh, some might even say better than Mario 64 with Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah. Which For was real. Amazing. But yeah, I guess this was just a, like a... Yeah, like another Disney licensed job. I think I guess Nintendo were doing well with Disney at that point. Cause wasn't there yeah. another Mickey Mouse game like near launch, like a uh, not Disney's Epic Mickey, but Disney's Magical something. Sounds familiar. It was like a point point and click adventure type bullshit. God, I sixty four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. oh, no, no, no. Maybe I'm thinking of GameCube. Yeah, it was either N sixty four or GameCube. <laughs> yeah, like early GameCube movie. I don't yeah. even know. These both sound Maybe it fell through. Right. Uh, I guess this is um, almost alphabetical order here. <laughs> oh, I want to talk about Disney DDR some more. What? Uh, well, there was also a PlayStation Disney DDR. Yeah, I, I played and, that one. And it's completely different. Completely different song lists for Did the Did these come with dance mats? Yeah. Yeah, you could buy dance mats. Wow, I didn't even know there was a dance mat for the N64. I didn't either, and I, mean, I was I, a big DDR I had fan. forgotten about it, and I saw this, and, and it, I totally had a flashback. Like, yeah, that was real. <laughs> um, so I actually went on YouTube. I tried to scout out, like, all the songs. And, you know, the 64 one only has, like, uh, 21 songs, and they're kind of weak. Okay. Well, they would, they would benefit so, on the cartridge, right? Yeah, that's the thing. And let's say, like, some compression. So are, we, are we talking, wizards. like, anime bullshit or Disney theme songs, that kind of thing? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's Disney songs, but they're pretty weak. Uh, I, I mean, they, they do have a Electric Parade, which is pretty good, but... Yeah. I am unaware. Yeah, it, it, seems, it seems pretty uninspired. Like, if you watch it, you'll, you'll know what I mean, like, some of them sound kind of midi. Of course they do. And, yeah. Just let it go on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They traveled back in time. I'm, I'm pretty sure Let It Go invented Disney music. Right. Well, much like Halo invented first person <laughs> right, right, right. We're talking about N64 uh, though, so yeah, Goldeneye. Yeah. But the PlayStation Disney DDR is godlike. 
godlike. Yes. I've never heard you say anything towards a Disney game like that. No, it's godlike. They got great songs on there. Um, uh, maybe I'll let you produce them on on okay. your own. This is kind of for maybe Cyrus. Maybe you're with me on this, but there's a lot of like nostalgia for Disney that's just totally not with European people. Like Americans are very very nostalgic towards Disney stuff, but it's kind of like yeah. Meh, with Europeans. I think it. I almost put it down to the, the fact that there's only Disneyland is like in France. <laughs> right. So like to get to a Disney location, you you have to travel across several countries in a lot of places. And and all we ever hear about Disneyland Paris is that it's shit. Yes, so that so. doesn't help either. <laughs> that doesn't help. So, but yeah, like I've always loved Disney since I was a kid. But there's definitely not the fanaticism that I see in a lot of people in uh, in the U.S. Right. I can take it or leave it. But Japanese people are mental for Disney. Yeah, it's true. Mental, like the aforementioned Disney magazine for adults. Isn't doesn't Disney doesn't even have like a mobile phone network, like? Disney phones. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. Well, even like you, you can live day to day to day using only Disney products in Japan. (laughs) I would wager. I mean, people, people in America love Disney, but in Japan, people really, really love Disney. (laughs) Like especially the little green men from Toy Story. Oh yeah, that's a thing. People will queue an hour and a half to have their photo taken with Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Like the in in Tokyo in like this Tokyo Disneyland, which is like a, a tiny version of Tokyo of regular Disneyland, and then there's also Tokyo Disney Sea, which is kind of aimed towards older couples. It's like mm-hmm. where you go on a date with your whatever, like uh, I guess upper right, teenagers. Yeah. You know, it's 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 totally acceptable for the entire family, but it definitely has a has a leaning towards right beautiful vistas of fake lakes and fake mountains yeah 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 oh it reminds me i saw an ad on the train uh the disney's halloween event at tokyo disneyland is going to last almost two months <laughs> starts in <laughs> september right yeah september 9th through november 1st i think it would go longer but they have to move it on to get the the let it go stuff set up for christmas yeah right the christmas stuff ends on christmas day right <laughs> Well, I can't believe how much we've been talking about Disney this episode. <laughs> it's kind of a. Uh, it's fine. This is a, this is a cultural it thing is. we're getting into now. So. Well, yeah. Let's let's talk about Animal Crossing. That's interesting. Don't you mean Animal Forest? Is because that's what we all called it until it. Dobutsu no Mori. I mean, this this was translated, and this was only known as Animal Forest for a long, long time because you know there was no English version until the GameCube, right? Right. Uh, the GameCube version is basically the Nintendo 64 version, right. just redone, juiced up. That's right. But I remember seeing this in, you know, in, uh, official Nintendo magazine in uh, in England back in the day. And it was just like in the in the to be released list for so long, but it never had a date. And it was just written as, you know, Animal Forest. And then I, I mean, it, it sold super well, right? I in mean, Japan. Yeah. In Japan. I yeah. Wonder why they never released it. Outside of Japan, uh, maybe they just thought it was too Japanese. Where, that's exactly what I was gonna say. It's it feels like one of those games where it's like the Western audience they wouldn't get this. So right, a communication game. That's what it was billed as, right? Yeah. Crazy. 
but yeah, and this this is a game that took up a full memory card or the full uh no. Did it need the memory pack expansion? Did it include one? I can't remember cuz there were some games where you needed external memory packs, right? <clears throat> I can't yeah. get sometimes get the game geek mixed up here. <laughs> like yeah, they had a memory pack, right? Which is different from a memory card on the GameCube that you put in the controller, right? And you might have needed a whole yeah. one just to play uh, this, but I could be wrong. Yeah, sounds familiar. I think I, I had at least one other game that needed a, a whole memory. So I guess pack. this had all the NES, oh sorry, Famicom games, on, in this one. Uh, I don't know if they were in the sixty-four version. Now that you mentioned, that would have been pretty cool back in the day if that was the case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh. Virtually all the time I spent Animal Crossing was playing the Famicom games. <laughs> right, yeah. The virtual console, the free virtual console before it was a thing. Yeah, and like you know, they had some they had some fancy games on there like Zelda and stuff that legitimately you couldn't get without like a promotion thing, which I think they ended up never actually doing. Hmm. But you could just get online and like find passwords and just have all the Nintendo games in your house. Nice. Were they like as little cartridges that you could put in. Yeah, uh, you put it in your house. It it looked like uh like the uh, the Nintendo system, like each game did. I see. If oh, I remember, a separate system. Okay. I think cool. so. Okay. Um, it's funny because um RFN were talking about the N sixty four and some of these games uh a few episodes ago, and uh, one of the things that they mentioned was that the wrestling games were so popular in the N sixty four. Um, yeah, man, yeah, dude. There was loads of them. There was some, a lot of my friends were really into it, and I was kind of like pulled into it because like all my friends went to wrestling, and I really wasn't. But like that's all we played when we all got together it was like GoldenEye, and then it would be swiftly followed by a wrestling game, like a four-player. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, uh, so? yeah. In the US, we got two of them, and they 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 put in the the WCW characters. Uh, what what was it? There was WCW versus NWO. Oh, I think there were more than another two. One. I think there. I, I I think it was two in the U.S. At least that we're using the Fire Pro engine. Oh yeah, we, I, that's what I was going to say. We haven't actually mentioned the game title, Fire Pro Wrestling Two. Editor's note: Virtual Pro Wrestling, guys. Was uh, the uh, the Japan exclusive one, I guess. Right. Like, I was never into it, pro wrestling, but I fucking loved these games because they were good games. So, were this, like, Japanese pro wrestlers? Quote-unquote pro wrestlers? What, in, in the, in, the No, 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 version? in virtual pro wrestling, the, the Japanese one. There was, there was... Yeah, I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I never played the Japanese one. I know how to play it. I I have no no idea which wrestlers are in it. They call it pro desu in, uh, in Japanese, uh, pro wrestling. Yeah. Professional fake wrestling. Um, yep. The chess of sports. <laughs> Where the winner is decided before you actually put your chess pieces down. Hey, Armiko was just announced Street Fighter V recently. Show your respect. Um, the next one, I'm going to kind of pair these two together um, because they were kind of similar ilk. Uh, the Shindo Pak Taiyo versions. Yeah, of baby. Mario 64 and Wave Race 64. Those are like just kind of re releases of, um, with Rumble Pack. Um, compatibility so yeah in english they actually uh they also tuned up some other things um they did lots of bug fixes uh wave race 64 actually had some additional music and stuff nice. put in it 
Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's got some so, really nice box art as well for the the Mario 64. I've seen the the Mario 64 one in real life and it's got some really nice box art. Um which differs from the original box art obviously. Right. So yeah, this this must have yeah, this came out in 97, July of 97. So uh and it includes the English voices in Mario 64 apparently. <laughs> that must oh. oh, cuz yeah, because there was an intro added, wasn't there? Princess Peach at the beginning. She kind of read out the thing. Yeah. But in the I guess the original one didn't do that. Yeah, the Japanese original oh. one had nothing. Just text. Oh, okay. Um so from this oh no, we've got a few more cartridge ones left over. Yeah, we've got Sin Sin and Punishment. Um yeah, RFN talked at length about that during their um kind of the demise of every Nintendo console, the the last legs of every Nintendo console feature that they did. Um yeah, uh, this game was huge with uh, the NWR the import, staff yeah. back in the day. <laughs> this back when it was Planet GameCube. Yeah, it had a Wii. It had a regular Wii re- re-release, didn't it, on the Virtual Console? Or... Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, did, did that include the US? Yeah, yeah. You, it's on the it's on the Wii U. You can download it right now. Yeah, yeah it's actually I a was pretty fun game too. I remember playing it when it when it was dropped first. I'm like, oh yeah, this is cool. Yeah, and the catchphrase is "Get bonus," <laughs> if I remember. Yeah, I know there was a big hype about him because the the main character was like a Smash uh, assist trophy in Smash Brothers. Right, Ball. right, right. Yeah, this was w- probably one of the biggest, uh, well-known, you know, non out, not not released outside of Japan games, uh, both in the U.S. and Europe. I mean, Europe had the plenty of not released games, <laughs> which we won't get into now, but. Yeah, this was the big one that everyone kind of wanted because it looked so like fun and like you know what it was good. It was it was a it was made by Treasure and it yeah delivered the kind of gameplay you would hope for and yeah. want. Why would that. you not release that in the West? It's the kind of game that you know we'd like, right? And it had a quality plot that made absolutely <laughs> no sense. It was amazing. Apparently, compared to the sequel, it actually makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, the Wii sequel is apparently even more nonsensical. Um, another one that I remember reading about in the magazines as well back in the day, Wonder Project J Two, which was you know the most Japanese game you could ever have. I think it was like a point and click, um, kind of. <sighs> yeah, uh, I I own this you're, game. <laughs> you're okay, you explain it. Robot girl. Yeah, you you teach a robot girl that you know act human. And it's a point-and-click adventure. It, it was uh, actually one of my motivators to start learning Japanese. <laughs> no way. But I never actually went back and played it again. Uh, <laughs> so I will do that sooner or later. And this might be the game I was thinking of that actually came with a memory card. Oh, yeah. So, it came with it? So Okay. Yeah. I, I If I remember. And maybe a matching label, maybe? I'm looking at some screenshots here. This looks super cute. Yeah, it is cute. Like you, you don't control the girl at all. You control that little bird, and basically you tell her yes and no and point at things. And one of the very few two D artwork games on the N sixty four, and you know, very good. Yeah, artwork. that's true. Yeah, the art is really nice. It's really, really standout art style in this. Am I right? All right, maybe we we should all get together and live stream this. Am I right in thinking there were no two D brawlers released on N sixty four? Oh, there were, there were. Oh yeah, uh, not in this list. Uh, Rakuga Kids. Hey yo. Yeah, that got released in Australia or some weird region that doesn't <laughs> weird count. Re- Maybe Europe, <laughs> but not the states. 
Yeah, but it's actually a really, really good 2D nope, fighter. No, doesn't count. If it's released in English somewhere, doesn't count. Doesn't get on this list. Okay, this okay. This is only in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ty, did you write this Shogi game? Yeah, Habu Shogi. <laughs> is this a launch title uh, or some bullshit? Yes, it was a launch title. I actually bought it <laughs> new, unopened, oh, for like 200 yen. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Have not played it, but it exists and I have It does it. exist. I don't know how to play Shogi. <laughs> if you want to learn, there's that like DS Clubhouse game that teaches you. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll look into that or not. That's amazing. Yeah, only in Japan would Super Mario 6, uh, 64 <laughs> and the Shogi game be the launch titles. That's amazing. Yeah, oh yeah, they didn't get pilot wings for at least a few days right. after launch, if I remember. Yeah. And we never got the Shogi I... game. Wow, in, damn in shame. 3D and... Uh, with polygons. I remember in the height of my weeaboo days when I was like, everything in Japan is better than the West. <laughs> that uh, I was like, I gotta learn how to play shogi. Fuck this chess nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> so me and my other anime friends were like, yeah, hardcore shogi for like a week. <laughs> that didn't last. <laughs> um. So I guess after that, it's just double D games, right? Um. Which we talked about on the Famicast before. I mean, Danny's a big fan. He's got a freaking dd hasn't he yeah and it's fun to talk about i mean it's like the quintessential japanese nintendo thing to own <laughs> right 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 i know he was looking at looking for it for years and finally got one um shame is uh shame is on death's door and he can't talk about it now but obviously the f-zero expansion kit is the megaton that was like mind yeah. exploding to hear about that in the west like what yeah. you can make your own tracks oh my god Unless you like break it to Nintendo headquarters and get the the Earthbound Alpha, <laughs> right? Yeah. Luckily, my uncle works for Nintendo, so I did play it back in the day. Did he help it you did. set it up? But yeah, that's amazing. I guess yeah, this never really has been re replicated since. Like you know, in GX they had obviously the car making parts, but they never had the track maker right since. Which is which is a right. shame. Uh, the the sixty four one it had a random track generator, which right. Led the many a laugh. Yeah, exactly. You're you know you're halfway there with that. So um, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. And yeah, it's a shame that that never came out. But you know, damn shame. DD are in <laughs> ripping pieces, Ty says. Yeah. And then there was the Mario Artist series, which I think Danny owns a couple of these: the Communication Kit, the Paint Studio, the Polygon Studio, the Talent Studio. <laughs> yeah, like I want to hear what you actually do. Yeah, and one of them. I believe it's the talent studio. That's the one with the RF jacks on the cartridge that you can plug in directly to your video recorder. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, or your camcorder or <laughs> VHS camcorder or whatever. That's cool. Yes. Um, but yeah, Polygon Studio. I mean, I think Miyamoto said that, you know, a lot of these ideas actually worked back into the me characters. Uh, you could, you know, you know, design your own characters and, you know, put your own face on these little cute characters. Although in Polygon Studio, I think you were literally uh, photographing your face somehow. I guess maybe using stills from videos or maybe the Game Boy. The Game Boy camera? I don't know how they, you're supposed to do that. Remember when that was supposed to be a feature that was going to be in GoldenEye? Where you could take your perfect face. Dark, perfect Dark. Oh, perfect Dark. Perfect yeah, Dark, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, they cut it out because, you know, they thought it might you be could a bad shoot case. your friends yes. in high school. Yeah. 
But a few, a few the um, touchy topic at the time. But a few American uh, journalists got to get their faces scanned in for it, right? I think Matt. Yeah, Matt, like those I, IGN yeah, guys. Yeah, Matt Casamassina and Pierre Schneider. I think that you can shoot them in the face. Yeah. So if you're friends with them, it's kind of like shooting your friends. Yeah. So yeah, um, N64 in Japan. It was a mediocre hit, <laughs> and uh, the 64 DD kind of like killed it, I guess. Um, but yeah, it, it, we we still have a 64 setup uh, every month at Final Round Bats. We usually got Smash 64 in it. So yeah, does anyone have a favorite uh, like favorite top one or two N64 games on the top of the head, off the top of the head? Uh, Japan exclusive. No, 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 any any region. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Goldeneye, Mario Kart 64 are like two of the best games ever made. Yeah, I I probably have to say Goldeneye and Diddy Kong, probably my top two. Yeah, Diddy Kong Racing. Uh, oh man. Yeah, and Banjo Kazooie is probably up there as well. I played the console very little, but Perfect Dark. I love Perfect Dark. I still think it's one of like even nostalgia glasses off. I played it recently, and it's still such a fantastic multiplayer game. Yeah, well, I uh. I put in a shit ton of time in the 360 re-release, playing it very seriously with a, a small circle of friends. Nice. Mm, yeah. So, so if you guys have 360s, let's all play. I never got around to buying that. I have the demo, so I'm going to actually do that soon. Yeah, just get it. Or if you get an Xbox One and Rare Replay, it comes with it. No. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, if you if you want to pick up any of these Japan exclusive games, um, you know, obviously hit Akihabara if you come to Japan. Um, you can find a lot of them there, and often them oftentimes in box. Um, or if you want a cheapskate out of it, you know, just the the loose cart as well. But the sixty four DD games are a little bit harder to find, uh, as Danny could probably attest to. Um, you see them from time to time, um, very rarely in boxed. Um, and if you do, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna pay quite a lot for them. Um, because obviously they were very, it was a limited run, um, uh, you know, and, on, and only in this region. So yeah, good luck finding those. <laughs> but yeah, there you go, N64 in uh, in Japan. Hope you enjoyed that uh, little feature. So we're gonna wrap things up with some letters. So let's move on to that. Yeah. Okay, so we got a letter here from Mark, and he says, Hey guys, um, are there any games that you come back to annually? I've played through Ocarina of Time and Mario 64 at least once a year, pretty much since they came out. Jesus Christ. Uh, keep up the good work. Uh, so, Ty, I guess you've got some something to say straight away. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I imagine everybody does, right? Yeah. Or... Maybe okay, not maybe okay, not every so, year but yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so um probably more than other, any other game that I come back to the, the like play through start to end would be like Doom. <laughs> nice. Like like yeah, usually late summer the, this time of year I I just get this uh, incredible bloodlust. <laughs> it right what? where you know, I I start listening to more and more metal. And I, I just, you know, like, I just, 
I just have to kill a thousand people, like right now. <laughs> and then I get the latest version of Br Brutal Doom, put in a Slayer CD, pour animal blood all over <laughs> myself, do like 10 lines of cocaine, and then just go through Doom on Nightmare, like beginning to end. Remember, everyone, Ty teaches English to kids. Just like, yeah. Just that. Yeah, I've got good, good memories of Doom as well. I mean, I remember like designing levels for it on my friend's PC back in the day. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I only ever yeah. really played Final Doom, which is that one where it was like the compilation of fan made levels that they released as a disc. Yeah, that was good times. Yeah. Make, making your own house in Doom. And have to yeah. put it. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, set, uh, uh, years back, uh, use your words, Ty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I, I was just thinking of murder, but <laughs> what? Okay. wipe the blood out your eyes. D Try again. D Doom went open source, uh, years ago. And now there are all these source ports on every device imaginable. Some with some cool modifications and stuff. I saw one being played on a printer. Did, yeah. Like you could. You can play Doom on a microwave or anything that has a screen, really. Um, I, I think uh, the premier way to do it now is to use the, the Brutal Doom source port. It's, um, it's a project that's continually updated that basically takes Doom and makes it more metal. Like, it, okay. it, yeah, it, it's nuts. I guess a big part of replaying games is their accessibility. Like, you know, you've always got a PC that's going to be able to play it, right? Because it's just, you know, anything yeah. can play it. Um, and, you know, if you've ever owned a video game console, Doom exists right, right, for right. it. I had the uh, like, I had the SNES version, by the way. <laughs> me too. <laughs> really? Man. Yeah. Uh, standout thing about that version is the, the music in that version is amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. Yeah. My friends laughed at me yeah. back in the day. Because they all had PCs and they were playing it on their 486s in full screen, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, with like floor and ceiling textures <laughs> and all that fancy yeah, they stuff. They were laughing at me with my, you know, borders around the sides or what, the the top and bottom. <laughs> yeah, man, I used to yeah. customize that Windows 95 screensaver that had like the Doom maze. I used to put on the Doom textures in the walls. I was so cool. Okay, well, I've I've, yeah. I've just thought of a couple of games that I replay not every year. But every like I don't know a couple of years. Um, one first one is like my f one of my first and um, favorite Mario games, which is not Super Mario Brothers. It's um, Super Mario Land, because um, the Game Boy was my kind of my first console in a way. Right on. And Super Mario Land Two, which is you know even even better. So Mario Land One and Two, yeah, uh, those are my kind of my Mario games that I replay the most. You know, those are fun games. They got catchy exactly. music. Exactly, and the other one, more modern game, uh, which I haven't played recently, but I'm already I'm getting the hankering to play it again. Just thinking about it now is Resident Evil Four uh, on the GameCube. Um, I don't know why, but that game is just so infinitely replayable because, like, you know, you you keep the money from when you complete it, and you can just go straight straight back into New Game Plus with like new and better weapons, and it's just like I can never stop playing that game. It's just so much fun. Right on. For me, again, I don't have one that's like an annual thing, but I play it a lot. Like maybe every two years, every one year, whatever. I don't know. But I play Mega Man X for the, the SNES. Wow. Cool. Mega Man X is my favorite game ever. It's like my number one game. Holy shit. And, and I could play that game constantly. Like I've completed it easily into like 
like 60 to 80 times. I goddamn love that game. <laughs> right is that on. on the Virtual Console on Wii U? I am not entirely sure. I think it is. I mean, in Europe, I'm not sure. But yeah. Yeah, elsewhere, I think it is. But yeah, hey, I... uh, In Mega Man X, do you ever try to input random passwords with a turbo controller until <laughs> one works? No, I have never done that. I found that's a really fun way to start the game. That's a pretty interesting <laughs> way. I might try that. Yeah, because the passwords are like 12 digits or something. And you can change the digits with uh, by, by pressing A or B or whatever it was. So you just put that on turbo and just flip through all the digits constantly until you get a random start. <laughs> and you can get you can get um like setups and order breaking items and stuff. <laughs> like I think you can get the the Hadoken before you have well, all the levels that's cleared. Cool. But uh, and no, I, yeah, try try it out. I, I think I will, but I just think that that game it's it's like it's nice and short and snappy, so you can do it in like a couple of hours really easily. But I, I hand up think it's like one of the best designed platformers ever. And if uh, if you ever want to, there's a Ego Raptor has a video series that he does very rarely called Sequelitis, and he compares like the original Mega Man to Mega Man X, and he he does like a really in depth walkthrough of the first level of Mega Man X, explaining why it's so cleverly put together, and that's a really good video to watch. I highly recommend his analysis of that first level yeah i've seen it true story cool there you go so yeah thanks for the question mark um so next up and um, we're gonna go on to a little tokyo game show preview So yeah, Tokyo Game Show is coming up uh, next week. Um, so that would be which dates? <laughs> so it's on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it's the seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth, twentieth. Yes. So I'll probably be going on the 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 business day on the Friday. Uh, I'm pretty sure Danny is going to go as well. Are you you take you two guys going? I'm business day on the Thursday. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going on the weekend, unless I somehow wiggle out of work. You, you, well, you get to see the cosplayers, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, um, for... that's a good point, actually. Maybe I'll make sure to take a lot of pictures. Um, unfortunately, as usual, I guess it's a pretty sparse show for Nintendo because obviously Nintendo don't go, unless in case you didn't know that. Um, only third-party <laughs> Nintendo games. God, I can't even say that without cracking up. <laughs> third-party <laughs> nintendo games yeah. there you go i said it um there are very few um so what we got um obviously capcom and uh, square enix they always they always show stuff so of course we've got monster hunter cross um the kind of action more actiony monster hunter game get danny to play that <laughs> run in, run to try and get uh, to the front of the line they've also got monster hunter stories um that's i guess monster hunter for babies with the freaky, freaky cat mascot. And there's also the Poco Poco Airo Mura. I guess, is that? I think that Wait, is. Wait, right. that might be the freaky, that's freaky the, yeah, that's the baby cat one. mascot. Yeah. So there's actually two Monster Hunter Babies games. Yeah, actually, the, the, the monster riding one actually looks really cool. 
if I remember, it has a really Stories. nice yeah. Is it? It's yeah, like, it's an RPG, right? Yeah, full RPG. Aside from the really freaky cat, it's a really cool art style they went with in that one. I wonder if I'll have amiibo support. Probably. Uh, and then Square Enix have got Final Fantasy Explorers for some reason, which has been out for ages. Um, maybe they're going to have the English version for us, you know, as stinky gaijins. Maybe. They sometimes do that. They sometimes bring like English versions of games uh, to play, like in the, the suite uh, beside TGS. And there's also Bravely Second, which, again, been out for ages. Um, maybe there's those two are English versions. Maybe that Bravely Second is like some remix version, like they did the first Bravely Default Possibly. had like a remix, and then the remix was translated into English. Bravely Second for the Tricol, for the trilogy? Yeah. And next we've got a Nintendo game by coincidence, because it's actually a third-party game, Hyrule Warriors uh, on the 3DS. Um, so yeah, that'll be that's the first time we'll ever play the Zelda game at TGS. Think about that. That's crazy. It's not really a Zelda game, but I think Danny liked the Wii U version, so yeah, yeah it's on my list of maybe I'll pick. Yeah, it up. we'll we'll try and play that and give you some uh, thoughts on that. And then we got Project Cross Zone, Brave New World. Yes, they is that the <laughs> actual name? Uh, possibly. So the recently this the Sega mascot guy from the Dreamcast era was oh. <laughs> was confirmed as a playable character. What, Sigura Sanshiro? Yes, Sanshiro San himself. He will. Yes. <laughs> so hopefully we'll get to, we'll get to play as him in the uh, TGS demo. Top notch. And then I guess these in the baby zone they'll have Disney Infinity Three, which, uh, yeah, like I said earlier, it's not actually out in Japan, so that'll be the first time yeah, Japanese people get to play it. Yeah, it's pretty interesting too because Disney Infinity One was released in Japan, did awfully. Then they skipped Disney Infinity two entirely. Okay. So so this will be weird. Is, yeah. So they they skipped Marvel. So just going straight to Star Wars. So okay. Maybe they made the judgment call. You know, Star Wars better, more popular than. Yeah, Marvel. like Marvel is not popular here. Right. So. And then we got Pro Yaku Family Star Returns. Uh, I guess that's another baseball game that may or may not be in the baby zone. Not sure about that. And then Seventh Dragon three. Code UFO. I have no idea what that is. It's a, it's like a an RPG. I think Hatsune Miku is in it as like a guest character. Okay. You know what? I'm really sick of playing 3DS RPGs at TGS. <laughs> it's just because yeah. it's like how how much can you play three minutes of an RPG on the 3DS? They just all blend together for me. I I even get that with Monster Hunter. Is like how can you play Monster Hunter in like six minutes? Yeah. But I'll be going and I'll be trolling the hell out of it via videos, so look forward to that. And so next episode, the end of uh, September, we'll give you our thoughts on the games at TGS. Um, and we may even do a little section live at TGS with whoever can meet up and talk to each other. <laughs> Looks like we're going to be yeah. up going on different days, but hopefully at least two of us will meet up and do a little uh, clip. Maybe we should all go to Game Bar A button again. Hey, that's nowhere near TGS. I'll be <laughs> yeah. in Okinawa. <laughs> that's literally in a different prefecture. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so that's our little TGS preview. Uh, so we're going to wrap things up with uh, some letters and feedback.
So uh, next up, we've um, got a nice little uh, iTunes review, which I believe Ty wants to read out. Yes, I'll start with the title. <clears throat> Get rid of Ty. <laughs> I'm intrigued. By Miggy Fresh, spelled with a lot of numbers. Elite speak. If they got rid of him, this podcast would be five stars. He's so obnoxious that he really kills the great show. I get so happy when he's not on the show. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'll be unsubscribing after this month because it just isn't pleasurable anymore. What I don't get about that is that you're on every show. So yeah, that that's one thing. You'd have to go back to like you know episodes like one to ten to find ones with you not on. Maybe he was <laughs> right. doing that. He'd like he'd listen to one show and then have a palate cleanser. He'd go back to the good old days. <laughs> Maybe that's what he does. Oh god! Right, or he confuses me with someone else. Yeah, that's that would funny. be funny. Yeah, it's actually Cyrus. So, yeah, yeah, that was so, that was me trying to when I was really trying to get my name into this podcast. It's like I really hate I really hate that Irish guy Ty. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um but in all seriousness, we would like more iTunes reviews either, <laughs> either positive I... or negative. Oh. Just copy paste this yeah. one. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. We don't have any from Australia yet. So if you're Australian and listening to us, we do we definitely appreciate uh, that. Uh please to review us. And from the UK. I think we've only got one from the UK. Um, so next, uh, I guess we'll look at some uh, Twitter feedback. What have we got here, Sai? So we have at Mr. Ferrari one said. <laughs> I think it's Ferrari F. Maybe. Oh, F1. Ferrari F1. F1. Oh, we're learning. We're learning. So Mr. Ferrari F1 said, interesting. Looking forward to the next podcast. Keep up the good work. Okay. So, that's a, a new up. listener. Thank you. Hmm. That may or may not be in response to another message, but we'll never know, because <laughs> I've already scrolled down. So, what else do we have? Will I just keep reading? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Help! Okay. Help! My oh, girlfriend yeah. <laughs> caught me splatooning all over the house. <laughs> Who's that from? That was Russ from... Greeno. Ah, uh, yes, the trollster himself. So... Russ Greeno, that's that's not something we can help you with. You're just going to have to try and encourage your girlfriend to do similar. <laughs> what? Okay, then the next we have a, a lovely photo was sent in to us by Hourly Terrier, which shows uh -oh. four fine gentlemen and one severed stag's head. <laughs> and... Uh, he he says he likes to imagine that the four the four old farmers pictured are James, some guy with a weird spelled name called Cyrus with an S, <laughs> and uh, Ty and Danny. How'd they get that picture of me? Oh, I think that's Last of the Summer Wine, isn't it? Could be. They do have a bath, yes. which is probably full of wine. Right. <laughs> yeah, he does actually mention in a follow-up, if you bring it up, you'll have to explain about Last of the Summer Wine. They... they always end up in a bath going down a hill. Right, exactly, yeah. That's an We've... old British sitcom uh, full of old people, one of them wearing glasses. So I guess that's me. <laughs> cool. Well, in actual compliments, though, we have James Allen. So this is the original compliment that I totally missed out on. Is at Mr. Ferrari F1. 
He said he loves the show in the UK, wanted to correct something I heard in the latest show. Splatoon, Kelly and Marie. Calamari, squid! Yes, yeah. I did actually reply to him and I I was actually aware of that pun, but I actually said to him, we don't actually say um, Mari, it's pronounced Marie, right? Mm. So Kelly Marie doesn't really make sense. I guess it's more of a written pun than yeah. a spoken out pun, but yeah. In Japanese, it's completely different anyway. It's like two squid names, uh, which are completely, you know, doesn't mean anything in English. Yep. <laughs> I do approve of the puns in Splatoon, though. It's a very well-crafted game. Yeah, and they do have um, unique uh, text for each region, right? Because obviously the, the Splatfests have different, totally yeah. different things. Cool. Well, keep the uh, the tweets coming in at the Famicast, and if you want to write to us, you can either use Twitter. It would have to be a very short letter, though, or you can send it to Famicast at NintendoWorldReport.com, and we will read them out on the next show, which will be a live show. So, moving on, I think we're going to wrap up the show, guys. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about ourselves and our Twitters. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I'm Ty Sugart. My Hi, Twitter Ty. is. Hi. Good to meet you. Hello, Ty. Uh, my Twitter is Super Cat Drugs. I tweet things like. Drink lots of milk to ensure that one day your skeleton becomes an elite mob. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or just 3D print a new one. Right. Cool. Uh, Cyrus? So, my name is Cyrus in real life, but you may call me at Celsi. And my Twitter feed recently, I, w- I was correcting some of my students' tests, and uh they told me that they want to visit America to eat a big hamburger. <laughs> so uh, this recent localization of Yokai Watch is bang on the button. <laughs> right. Hamburgermon. Okay. Um... <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you want to follow me, I'm at Fami Complicated. And the last tweet I did was about the Mario Festival, the 30th anniversary Mario Festival which is happening actually right now or may have may have ended about 10 minutes ago actually at the time of recording um, so yeah today is actually the 30th anniversary of uh, Super Mario on the Super Famicom and so that's why they're having that festival in Shibuya in a little music uh, hall there and um, Mr. Farmboy in Japan tweeted out a picture of uh, Miyamoto and Koji Kondo and Tezuka who showed up so it looked amazing, but it was it was actually five thousand yen to get in. I actually mistakenly thought it was like a, just an open house type thing where you just could walk in. But apparently, if someone had mentioned it to me earlier, I'd like to be <laughs> there now. But no, I'm happy to be here on this podcast. There you go. Yeah, there you go. You see, now you're on the podcast, which is even better. But yeah, to, uh, the thirteenth of September was the uh, the thirtieth anniversary of the Famicom release. There you go. Um, so that's it guys that's the end of episode uh, 64 hope you enjoyed it and uh, hopefully Danny has made a full recovery and we can uh, talk to him 
next episode, which will be a live episode, so stick around on Twitter for announcements about that and links to it when it goes live. Uh, that'll be sometime after TGS. So yes, make sure you stick to NintendoWorldReport.com for like previews and uh, hands-on impressions of the TGS games that we play. Or if you can't be asked to read, just uh, stick around for Famicast 65 and listen to the impressions. <laughs> Either one. But anyway, uh, thank you, Ty, as always, for um, being you. Word, you heard. And Cyrus, thank you for being not so much you, but you anyway. Yay. <laughs> what? <laughs> and until next episode, Family Crew is out. Peace. Bye-bye.